Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the regular wrestling review. I'm Andrew Vindelis, as always, joined by Taylor Yates, the GM of ECCW, and we brought along a special guest this time. We actually have a member of the ECCW roster with us, and he's one of my favorites on the roster, and I may be a little biased because I got to write an awesome theme song for him, but it is Balaam Lynx, who just had a big tryout with OVW, so I first want to congratulate you for that, Balaam. How you been the past hey, few weeks? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've been good. I've been good. Just uh, keeping my head down and just uh, trying to get through these times. Yeah, man. I got to ask, what was it like auditioning or, you know, trying out at OVW, getting to meet Al Snow I saw, getting to, you know, sit under that learning tree? Because uh, not many people get to have that experience, and I definitely want to know what yours was like. Oh, dude, it was, uh, so it was something special for sure. Uh, I was sweating the entire time. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> You know, it was cool, um, as because uh, over here in uh, in Denver, um, over here at the at the Al Snow affiliate, I trained under one of his really close friends uh, and someone that trained him, um, mm. Mercury Aiden. So I've heard all these stories and all this stuff about Al Snow for for you know for a while and everything, and then finally got to meet him. I'm just like, well, wow. Is he everything uh, that that crazy. lived up to the hype? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And that dude is he's and he's a fantastic person and. He was just has like this genius mind for wrestling and it is unbelievable the stuff that you hear from him and it just makes everything make so much sense. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, once again, I want to congratulate you. Uh, Taylor, you got anything you want to ask Balaam before we uh, get into our reviews? Well, I would have asked him about Al Snow, so I think he covered that. <laughs> what, what, what is the, the head doll like in person? No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, but yeah, we're very we're happy. Weird. Yeah, I, I bet. We're pretty happy to have Balaam Link, Links on the podcast with us. He's going to be reviewing a very nice match that I haven't seen. Taylor and Balaam, have you seen this one? It's Rey Mysterio and Ultimo Dragon from Hogwild 1996, WCW. Uh, no, I have not seen this uh, because it happened 20 days before I was born. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I was not alive to see this match. And Balaam, you, you were talking about Sturgis and how WCW, you remember them putting on these shows back in the day. Um, did yeah, you get a chance yeah, to watch they, they, this they, one they before? Liked them. This, and, uh, this one, I did just, man, it was a long time ago. It was uh, this, something I caught on the internet a, long, a little while ago. Gotcha. But, so. um, and this is, uh, this is the era where... Like my favorite Rey Mysterio was around mm -hmm. um, because um, this is just his his costume, the Spider Man inspired costume, and it was like how I first saw him when I was yeah. growing up, and uh, it's it's stuck with me ever since, and it was I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, along with Ray, are there a couple other wrestlers who inspired you? Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> I know Flair that's a very definitely was the first was yeah. the top one because I love Ric Flair. That dude was the epitome of larger than life, you know, yeah. in my opinion. It was he was. So fantastic, and of course, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, dude. I love Shawn Michaels. We watched our first uh, episode with Shawn Michaels and uh, Taker from Mania 25, and mm -hmm. boy, dude, what a match. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. The storytelling in that one was fantastic, and it's just the emotions were there 100%. Yeah, well, man. When we, do, when we do the second one, we might have to have you back for that one. Yeah, yeah, dude. We fun. gotta, we gotta, we gotta get you back on for another review. But before we get into our coverage of a uh, Taylor's gonna go over war games that happened on Sunday, and we're gonna go over Dynamite as well. But before we get into that, uh, the podcast is always sponsored by Vision Dent Repair. Our good old friends. If you need a dent, scratch, or ding taken out, if you need your headlights restored, call Turbo at one nine one one. Whoa, one nine one nine eight one zero seven four eight three. Or visit visiondentrepair.com. 
gmail.com. So, Taylor, talk to us about War Games. I absolutely loved it. Balaam, I don't know if you got to watch War Games, if you liked it or not, but I thought it was a hell of a show, personally. I, I, uh, I was able to catch a few things here and there. Uh, I train a lot, so it's really hard to sit down and watch wrestling. Yeah, but when you're I do, on the grind. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I got to see the whole thing. Um, it was a, I thought it was a great show, uh, top to bottom. Uh, the women's war games match, uh, was phenomenal as always. I wasn't, you know, going into it, there was less hype than some other years. Um, cause it was kind of, it kind of did feel like it was thrown together, yeah. but, but boy, did they deliver. Um, we saw a spot for the ages, with Io Shirai doing the great Sasuke barrel dive from the top of the cage <laughs> with a trash can over her head. And that was one of my favorite spots I've ever seen. Um, oh my God, that was so cool. I caught the highlight of that and that was amazing. Io's the yeah. best women's wrestler on the planet right now. You can't I, I don't mind. think you can argue with that. <laughs> um, you know, these, these, no, that, that entire women's roster can put so many guys in, in the wrestling business right now to shame. They are mm -hmm. so good. Hell yeah. Absolutely. And then we saw with the finish, uh, maybe a surprising result with EO taking the pin uh, from Raquel Gonzalez, who we expect now to be her next challenger and to be the, the top heel woman in NXT. And I, I think that she is ready for that position. I said oh, last yeah. week I wasn't too impressed with her ladder match, but I think I've seen, I mean, having seen her singles matches, um, especially the one she had with Rhea Ripley. She can go, and I really expect uh, her match, her future match with Io Shirai, which we can assume is coming soon, to be mm -hmm. phenomenal. Well, she's had some great stare downs and even a great match with Rhea Ripley as well, and that that was followed up on NXT. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez had a stare down with Rhea Ripley, and dude, I could watch them fight forever. I think that's mm -hmm. a great pairing right there. Absolutely, um, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Next up, we had uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Versus Timothy Thatcher. A good match, as all Timothy Thatcher matches are. I won't say too much about it. But one thing I will say about Thatcher is when he, when he was announced that he was coming to the WWE, I was skeptical knowing his indie style. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a more, far more uh, technical style than we really see in WWE. But they've really let him stick to what he's good at and be himself. And oh, yeah. they, they've... The, the segments they've done with his uh, Thatch's Thatch Can School have been really phenomenal. So I'm, I'm really happy with how they've used him. And hopefully, he, ha he hasn't picked up a lot of big wins, but he's had a lot of great matches. Oh, yeah. So hopefully in time, he will... He'll pick up some wins. I think the storylines he's had have been good. I think he's been like, you know, in in good, like he's been paired up well. Obviously, having him start off with Riddle was really hot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Champa is a great matchup. And I honestly wouldn't mind seeing a tag team come out of this. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know. That's an interesting thought. I don't I don't know how I think of how I feel about uh Thatcher in a tag team. I know he was wasn't he he was in some tag things in Evolve, correct? Yeah, if I remember correctly, um, I wasn't super familiar with Evolve, so I, mm -hmm. I don't know too much. Me neither, um, so I'll, I'll trust Balaam on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything anyone wants to add on that one? Or um, I watched that. My brother well, the, the doesn't thing with Thatcher watch. Is, yeah, is that um, you got you got here's the, here's the thing with Thatcher though. The dude is an absolutely amazing wrestler, like wrestler a hundred and ten percent. Not a and. His, I think the the best success that he will have 
is going to be with a tag team or in a faction because ah. he, as a package goes, you know, like the personality and the persona and the character and, you know, like the mouthpiece, um, they're there, but just not as abundantly as his wrestling skills. And mm-hmm. his wrestling skills are second to none. So, and so, and, you know, you kind of need the whole packet to be able to be really successful in this yeah. business, you know? And uh, just so I, I, so I believe that he'll have his most success as, being with somebody that can be that over the top, you know, that over the top character, that 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 mouthpiece of his doesn't have to be serious and, and lets his wrestling yeah. do his talking. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly. a that's a good point, a very good point. Um, I, yeah, I watched this match with my brother who doesn't watch wrestling anymore, and uh, he actually was really entertained by Jamba and Thatcher. Uh, I, I was shocked. Uh, obviously, once Thatcher's ear they got busted open in hard way, I guess. Yeah, um, might be a broken, like a busted eardrum. I have no idea. I think it was a cauliflower ear. Cauliflower he, he ear. Bad cauliflower yeah. ear. Yeah. And I think that uh, pops. And when that pops, it bleeds yeah. profusely. I've seen a lot of UFC fights. It's it's ugly. Yeah, my brother loved that though. He loved the uh, the gritty aspect to the fight. He said, "This is a WWE show," and I was like, "Yep." Uh, and I thought it was a very good slugfest, and I thought it was exactly the match that they were going to put on. But I think the blood added a little extra, as it does sometimes. Uh, I thought it was a very good match, though. Carolina's own Cameron Grimes, who I saw Burlington home many many home. times. Yep, I saw many many times in CWF his home. When I was at Elon, um, I this was honestly the match I was looking forward to most on the card, and it definitely came through. I think that uh, Loomis and Grimes are two of the best characters in the entire company right now. Mm-hmm. They both do the way their characters work. They're so over the top, but on on different ends of the spectrum. As and they we talked about last time, so yeah. well. yes, yes, yeah. they mesh so well together, and this match showed that. So much, um, I yeah, I, I thought it was it was really great, really really entertaining, um, and I can't I can't wait to see what they both do next. I think I think they both got bright futures ahead of them. Well, on Wednesday, Grimes ended up wrestling Champa. Champa cut a promo about um, you know, moving on from the past with Thatcher, and he's going to look to the future to that pesky little rat, Cameron Grimes. And they actually had a really good match. Uh, Thatcher ended up getting involved just a put a chair next to ringside, sat in it, ended up getting in Grimes's face along with uh, Champa as well, but Champa caught him, caught the win, and afterwards Cameron Grimes just got a heel hook put on him by uh, Timothy Thatcher. And Thatcher and Grimes, that would be, you speaking of odd couples and, you know, you know, different characters on opposite ends of the spectrum, I think Grimes and Thatcher would be a good match to see in NXT personally. Well, if, you, if you're familiar with how he was in CWF, he is a technical master. I mean, he, he hasn't really shown it a ton in NXT just by virtue of his character, but uh-huh. he is a absolute technical master. And I think they could really put on a, a technical wrestling showcase if that match ends up happening. Oh, like yeah. It looks like it will. Yeah, and Grimes has one of the best finishes in wrestling, I think. I love the cave mm-hmm. I think it's just a yeah. brutal-looking move. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, anyways, Taylor, I think up next was the um, triple threat, right? Well, before we, anything you want to add to that, Balaam? No, no, you got you guys hit it all pretty much on the money, man. Those those, those guys are fantastic too. Yeah, man. Feel feel free to great. butt in whenever you want. Obviously, no, our, no, our yeah, podcast is your podcast. 
So we got that. Yeah, game. next up yeah. we had the triple threat match for the North American Championship. Um, Leon Ruff, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano. Um, with Johnny Gargano picking up the win. And, you know, I don't know how much I feel. I don't know how I feel about it. Because um, mm-hmm. Gargano, we, we have this... There's always the the take of how long is he going to be in NXT and has he overstayed his welcome in NXT? And there's a really a reason for him to be holding a championship in NXT with as how long he's been there. Um, and would it be better for Priest to have the title again or for Ruff to continue this great mm-hmm. underdog story that he's been doing? But it, it, it looks like they are going to run with Gargano. It looks like they're going to add Austin Theory um, to his posse of ghost faces. Um, the match itself was good. I, they had some amazing spots. I'm always impressed by Leon Ruff. I feel like every time I see him, he does something new that I've never seen before. Um, and you see his size and you think, oh, he's just a small guy who's going to get his ass kicked. But he, he can bring it. Um, he's incredibly entertaining. He does unbelievable so charismatic too dude Mm -hmm. so much charisma so hopefully this wasn't just kind of a one-time deal for him hopefully he's sticking around maybe in the cruiserweight title picture instead um on wednesday yeah on wednesday i I can follow up on wednesday uh so theory and gargano pretty much just gave their explanation uh which really uh, as you know WWE doesn't do really well with explaining actions sometimes. Um, but I thought it was cool. The stable has a name now. It is called The Way, like, you know, The Mandalorian. So I pop for that. Okay. Um, and next week, <laughs> next week, it was supposed to be Damian Priest and Leon Ruff against that, uh, Austin Theory and Gargano. But Karrion Cross returned and took out Damian Priest. So okay. now, backstage, Leon Ruff doesn't have a partner who walks up to him, Kushida, and says, I'll be okay. your partner. So next week, we are having Kushida and Leon Ruff against Austin Theory and Gargano, and I think that'll be a fun thing to watch, too. I do. I think we've, we've seen Kushida versus Theory, I believe. He kind of beat the crap out of him. <laughs> As he did um, with a lot of people this year. Yeah. Um, and maybe the, if that leads to Kushida being in the... American title picture, I would be all for that because it's he is past due with with getting a title shot and being a, a, a big player in, in NXT. Oh yeah. I completely agree on that one. All right. Moving to the main event, the men's <laughs> war games match. And boy Oh my was this incredible. People say could be in the match of the year conversation. I don't know if I would go that far, but boy, was it. I mean, an unbelievable match. And War games always hit. Yes. Uh, yet again, Pat McAfee delivers. I just, I don't know. He, he's just a natural. Ba- he's, Balaam, he's a, Balaam yeah, we need no, your I analysis, need, yeah, man. You're the wrestler here. <laughs> you got no, the floor. Pat McAfee is, so, is, is great, dude. And then the thing is, like, if you, like... I don't know why everybody gives him a lot of heat, man. Like this, he's he's actually really good at this, and he's naturally very charismatic, and he's just a really good athlete. And everything that he does in the ring is actually very well executed. It's clean, it's crisp, and he, the, I mean, the man can go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I think on the first episode, that his punches, like I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't really 
work on that much nowadays. But his punches, it's simple, but there's they're so they're so so good. He got and trained by Rip Rogers, that's why. He, yeah, I mean he's he's got he, the fundamentals down, and you usually don't see that from people who are just you know from outside coming inside. I think the only person close to the raw athleticism that someone from the outside world has taken into professional wrestling other than Pat McAfee that I've seen is Stephen Amell. That's pretty yeah. much the only one. And then, you know, Andy Kaufman was a different kind of thing. But, um, like, you know, athletic ability in the ring after just never doing it. Stephen Amell, Pat McAfee both blew me away. Like, Balaam, that's, that's got to be freaking hard, right? <laughs> like, like, oh, my God, he's never all stepped of, in the ring. Is. Yeah, man. All of, all of it, all of it is hard, dude. Every single little bit of it is hard. Anybody that thinks otherwise, say, hey, well, let them jump in and just kind of to see what they do, and they'll find out the hard way. I was gonna say we we have a wrestler on the podcast. I would I would like to ask to some people who you know use the f word in describing wrestling. What would you like to say to them? I will give you a that's, little platform. No, I mean, like, <laughs> anybody, everybody says it. That's fine. Okay, that's whatever. Everybody has is entitled their own opinion, but. Like I said, you really think that? Okay, well then just hop in the ring and try to do everything that we do and see if you're still able to uh, walk out or walk the next day because <laughs> I've, I've, I've been an athlete for my, all my life and this is the most physically demanding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Damn. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. constant, um, it's, it's constant um, mental and physical stress on your body all the time. You have to make sure you're doing everything right. You're doing everything crisp and clean so you don't look bad. And, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you have to make sure you look good as well too in and out of the ring. So you're always constantly training in the ring and always in the gym outside of it. Like you, it's, 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 it's super, super hard. And, and so, I mean, yeah, everybody knows it's, it's not, it's not new. It's, it's been around for a long time that it's predetermined. Yeah. But, how we get there. That's the real magic. Well, Absolutely. I, I couldn't well have, uh, yeah, I couldn't have phrased it any, any better, especially coming for you, Balaam. Yeah, man. Um, I know I sure cool. as hell couldn't do it if I tried. So I give you all the credit. I give everyone who steps in that ring a lot of credit for being able to do that stuff. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and, and uh, McAfee yeah. too. I mean, that, that dude, I don't, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but that dude trains a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he like he's he's he does train a lot. There's a reason why he is good at what he does because he does train a lot, and he's man, he's, and it shows. It, uh, it's an obvious thing. Do you think Pat mm-hmm. McAfee could be a absolute superstar if he wanted to switch over full time? I know he doesn't need to. He probably doesn't want to. But Balaam, do you think he could be like a yeah, top top I d- star? I do. There's, there's there's definitely um there's definitely a, a, a big possibility of that happening if you wanted to do it full-time. And not just because of his wrestling ability, but just because of how charismatic he really he naturally is. Mm-hmm. That's super huge in all of this. And you can, I mean, if you have if you have that, that aura, that charismatic, that mouthpiece to you, you can do anything in this business, without a doubt. Hell yeah, man. Taylor, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean to hijack your main event no, no, segment. You're there, all good. <laughs> we all we, we want to know Balaam's thoughts on this. Especially. These are the scoops um, we talked about. Yeah, uh, but to yeah to wrap up to put a bow on uh, on that match, undisputed era with the victory. Um, I don't know because uh, I didn't watch. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they did anything with undisputed era, but to me, it felt like it would have been a perfect time 
to kind of have an, an undisputed era send off. I think they've kind of done what they can do in NXT. Um, we've seen what overstaying your welcome can can mm-hmm. become uh, with Champa and Gargano. So, uh, did did anything happen with them on last night's show? Um, something happened with one of them, Kyle O'Reilly, back in the NXT title hunt, and I think Damian Priest, Karrion Cross, and oh, there was one more I'm forgetting. Damian Priest, Karrion Cross, and Pete Dunne all want a yes. shot at Finn Balor's NXT Championship. So Kyle O'Reilly is, so far, the only Undisputed Era member that they've advanced anything with. But um, I, for one, am very happy to see Kyle O'Reilly fighting for the NXT title again because he, frankly, deserves to be there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> if I, you're I talking about the one thing they haven't done with Undisputed Era and NXT, it's a proper Kyle O'Reilly run. That is that is fair. And he, I would understand if he was uh, sticking around yeah. for a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with McAfee. Hopefully, he, this is uh, just the beginning for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that wraps up my thoughts on War Games. I don't know if anyone wants to add anything else. Yeah, I pretty much agree with uh, everything you said. Um, yeah, I think spots of the night obviously go McAfee and Shirai off the cage, respectively, mm-hmm. in oh, both of their I matches. Will say, uh, October twenty first. Uh, I said that Pat McAfee was going to jump off the War Games cage. What happens? Jumps off the War Games cage. So yeah. call me Nostradamus <laughs> if you want. Call me call me wrestling Nostradamus if you want. But I texted you, know. you right after that spot and I said your prediction, mm-hmm. dude. I was very I was very happy that it came through. But I thought War Games was a great show. Um, we'll move on to Dynamite now, if that's cool with you guys. I don't have a bunch of notes on Dynamite, but I got a couple things to speak about. Uh, opened up with Young Bucks, Young Bucks Hybrid 2. Hell of a match. I'm not going to spoil it all because maybe we'll do a watch long of it. I thought it had some really cool spots. They had a doomsday device to the ramp on a, I think it was Jack Evans, and then a, also hit a Meltzer driver to the floor. Bucks retain with the BTE trigger, and the Acclaim come out and ambush him, but SCU stops him from doing that. Um, tag division starting to get a little better in AEW. I think that's um, mm-hmm. that's that's good that they're starting to throw in a couple new teams in there. Uh, still don't know how I feel about the Bucks with the tag titles right now. I love them, but uh, I don't know. You know, I think they're 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 at the wrong time having the belts. That's just my my thoughts. But I need to see them actually go deeper in a run. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I'm kind of in your in your boat. Um, Cautiously I optimistic. Have- yeah, I have thoughts on how AEW and the people who are like the top people, as in like the executives, mm-hmm. have involved themselves. Um, I mean, it's not like we expected them to just be like low card guys or something. Yeah, but yeah. I, I I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll have to. See. I, I know what we'll you're talking about, Taylor. Yeah, Balaam, uh, uh, anything to add there? Young Bucks hybrid too. I love Jack Evans and Angelico as a team. I don't know what your thoughts oh, yeah, are. Those guys, on. those guys are so good. Oh my god, those guys are fantastic. I just that's everything that they do is just so like what? Yeah, and that's all, and, that, and that's all from you know everything that they do with over, that they did uh, that they done before over there in Mexico. Like, Lucha and, Underground, I'm talking, like everywhere Triple A, CMLL, you know? yeah. And, like, and they, those guys are just like man, like they they've done it, they've done it all when it comes to the, to their style and their craft and their tactics. Like it's oh my god, those guys are so good, and oh, yeah. you know to be able to. To show that, you know, like the little guys can do this and do this so, so well. Yeah. And we forget that Jack Evans has been doing this for a, a long very, time. Oh, yeah. very long time. A long time. Wasn't he an OG PWG? Isn't that him? 
I think Jack so. Jack Evans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think believe so. Oh my god. Yeah, he's really been around for a long early, time. Early ROH as well. Oh my god. Yeah, I, maybe we got to go around. back and watch an early Jack Evans match. I, I think we should. I think that's that's. I'm telling you that that do you watch his stuff over and and with AAA like, God, seriously, just so good. Yeah, hell yeah. I've man. seen a, a fair few highlight videos of him early in his career, and he's, it's just he was. I think at the time you when he was early in his career, you probably could have made the argument that he was the most athletic wrestler in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. Yeah, and dude, Angelico, I started watching Lucha Underground, and when he did that dive off the top of uh, the office, yeah. oh my god, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. That's when I was like, oh, why, why isn't ever. this guy signed to anywhere? And then I found out he was working his ass off in Mexico. So Yeah, yeah. big time, dude. Lucha Underground, oh man, that's the diamond in the rough right dude, there. Dude, I, watched, I, I rewatched that. No, but it's free on some website, and I watched like the first two seasons of it again and i was like this is so good and i'd it say really is, a good 70 percent of wrestling from like 2017 on has been from lucha underground and like pwg yeah, no, that, and that roh was, that was every that was the start of a lot of people's i was like that was the big break for a lot of people mm -hmm. yeah and then they didn't uh, pay the wrestlers sadly but um <laughs> yeah of course behind the scenes yeah. things make it uh, fall apart what a shame wouldn't be the wrestling business if that weren't the case but yeah yeah of course speaking <laughs> of uh not falling apart but someone who's coming together in recent weeks after picking up the tnt title wow what a terrible segue i'm not going to try to do that again <laughs> but darby <laughs> allen came up next and he had a promo uh in a psychiatrist office they had the little uh psychiatrist photos like the butterflies uh and the the ink blots and tell him what you see, and basically he sees a bunch of spitting images as Team Taz says him and Cage isn't six months in the making from when he injured him at Double or Nothing. It's 27 years because he's put up with shit like this all his life. And that actually seemed uh, weaved very well into the Cody segment. Cody came out for an interview, and some irks me about his entrance. I don't know what. Taylor, I think it's to your point about the executives and trying to put themselves over a little bit, but <laughs> Cody's entrance, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Undertaker level of waiting. The center part. You have Sting entering from the side, the, the, the old yeah, uh, TNA the hell, man? Like, over there, and Cody gets the, the middle, but I digress. Anyways, that's just the initial thought I had. He's out for a promo, an, an interview with Shivani, rather, and Shivani asks him for what he thought about Sting. But as, as people have pointed out on, on social media, wrestling social media, People interrupting people before they even utter a word has been a staple on both shows the past few weeks. Um, stop it, wrestling bookers. Stop. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say about that. But Sting comes out, and Arn is the first person to go face-to-face -face with him. He says, I know you have an agenda. So basically, he's like, I'm a dip, and he just bounces. Sting wants, uh, Sting's hamming it up. He wants Tony to give us an, it's Sting! And, of course, Shivani obliges. Cody wants to get to the point, he says, and I wrote, so do I. Um, Sting doesn't want to wrestle Cody yet. He said he's uh, something's really familiar about this place, like really familiar, and he points to Darby Allen in the bleachers, and I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good thing for Sting to point out for them to kind of ignore it. would have been like head-scratching, but um, Cody – yeah, Cody says, well, okay, what the, what the hell are you doing here? And that's what I was asking. Sting basically tells Cody, none of your business, and says, uh, see you around, kid. And that's how I was, that segment ended. I thought, I thought it was kind of weird, you know? I, it's cool seeing Sting here, and I know they don't want to give everything away the first week he's back or the first time he's on TV. 
And that's the part of the Mystica's thing. You never know what he's going to do next. But I thought this whole segment was just kind of weird. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, look, it's Sting. Yeah, I it was is excited Sting. just because it was Sting. Um, I don't want him to wrestle, mm-hmm. given Same. what happened to him Same. in the past. Caleb <laughs> does not want him to wrestle. I really hope that it is just him and Darby, you know, him kind of being Darby's son, legend you know. manager. Um, but I'm getting the feeling that Sting has an itch to go out on a higher note Me than, too. you know, almost he paralyzing wa- himself. In a he watched the last match. ride and said, I can't end it like this. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I saw a report that maybe he does tag matches, which would be slightly okay, That'd or cinematic matches, Ooh. which would be better because they could make protect him more in those. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, but... Yeah, those are that's my thoughts on on Sting. So we'll 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 see where it goes. Balaam, you got yeah, any well, thoughts? I'm, I, well, I don't. I think they're. I don't know. Like I'm kind of confused on what they're trying to do in the first place with him in general. Because like when he came out, the same episode as Kenny Omega winning the the yeah, top prize. Yeah, so last like, week. So yeah. it's like so like why? You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. have a really big reveal, and then you have a huge title change mm-hmm. in the same episode. So you, it's like, you think one kind of like overshadows you, the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, okay. it's, exactly. Gotcha. And so it's like it's a it's a really big moment. So why try to put so much in there? Like you, I mean, it makes you wonder. Like, what are they trying to go for? Like, is it you know because they're you know the ratings or yeah. I mean, it is what, the ratings. What, 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 yeah, what is but... it? You know, so it's like it's like you cannot you cannot make you if you want to be able to stay here and be able to compete with the flagship, you mm-hmm. have to play things smart and you know and not by the book but like you kind of have not all and i guess not reserved either but you have to kind of just i don't know mm-hmm. pace things out so that yeah. way you can you know do, uh, be in this race the entire way through and not just get gassed out in the first half you yeah know? i think pacing is a great word to describe it and you know it's just two weeks where and and i'll get to this when we talk about uh, omega and callus coming out too but like not anything being pushed forward you know nothing Nothing's pressing me. I, I want to see Sting on Dynamite next week, but I don't really know what he's up to, so I don't know if I'll miss it or anything. And I think that's a problem, to your point, Balaam. You know, if I'm if I, 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 if just, I fear I that think, I'm going to miss, I really a segment, hope that he's not wrestling. That's it. You know, we don't want. I mean, the dude's had a great career. I don't want him to get hurt. In the world legendary, so we don't need to. We don't. I mean, he might want it, but we don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, FTR and Varsity Blondes, I didn't watch. I'm not going to lie, but FTR won, and afterwards they shoved Jurassic Express. So that's going to be something cool, I think. Uh, again, uh, AW tab division, I like it. Shout out to Carolina trained Griff Garrison. Yes, yes. From Greensboro. Just 20 minutes down the road from our alma maters. And, uh, and Brian Pillman, though, fantastic. I, I finally mm-hmm. got a chance to finally meet him in OVW. Dude oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's part of OVW. Yeah, what was that like? Dude, he just he uh, he actually just their last pay per view, the Christmas Chaos. He just walked away as their uh, heavyweight champion. Holy crap! That's great, yeah, dude. Wow. And then from after that, he went. He after that, he literally went and did, and went in there with the FTR. He's on like, dynamite. Yeah. That's nice. Like the dude, the dude is on fire right he now. Is. Hell yeah! I, and I I will say I did get to see this match. Griff Garrison is that dude is a stud. He mm-hmm. is a big time athlete, and I I think he didn't. Pillman took the pin in that match, and I, the way they were talking up Garrison on commentary, made me feel like they might be protecting him a little bit uh, down the line. Ah, oh, you think so? 
Uh, it's just, I mean, it might be a, a bit far out. I mean, obviously, it's a pretty crowded scene right now. Um, but they were talking him up big time. So Yeah. From there, they had uh, Dustin Rhodes and 10 of the Dark Order. Alex Reynolds, I believe. Um, Anna Jay was on the screen for five seconds. Highlight of the show. My wife. Um, Excuse uh, me? <laughs> uh, Excuse this, me? All right. You know what? This will be after we'll to, we we'll you know what? After ring, after we record. Um, <laughs> Uno asks Dustin uh, to join the Dark Order and be seven. I thought that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> a little callback to WCW and, uh, quote, Uncle Fester looking Dustin Rhodes there. Um, Shaq was on Dynamite this week in an interview with Brandy Rhodes and Shivani. Um, Brandy and Jade Cargill are going to wrestle, I guess. I'm excited to see Jade. That's all uh, I have that to say. That segment sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, no that's, that's, that that's, why, that's why I said I'm excited to see Jade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it. don't know what was going They hyped that up so much. Like, Shaq's going to be on AEW. And then he was like, yeah, I know Jade for a long time. And he got a drink thrown in his face. Then he got water thrown <laughs> on him. For no reason. I thought, and, it, I thought it was so be- bewildering, dude. And, for, and like, Brandy's trying to be the face in this. Yeah. yeah she's yeah, like, the one storming <laughs> out of interviews and throwing water on Shaq with a broken arm at the same time. Brandy, uh, it's another Brandy, example Brandy. of them not really know what they're doing with, with someone. We, we had that thought with Kenny earlier. It looks like they, and they're an exact they did too. without Kenny. We'll get to that. But um, yeah. another confusing uh, character decision here. Yeah. Um, the Inner Circle Ultimatum. Was next Jericho? Jericho said they work as a team, or it's over. MJF uh, called Ortiz's essay, so really getting that heat there, I guess. Um, how they're <laughs> how they're friends, he loves, and Sammy ends up getting in his face, and uh, Ortiz wants Sammy to shake MJF's hand, and he's like, "All right, but if any more bullshit happens, I'm out." And uh, they're like, "All right, so we're all good, right?" Yeah, and then Hager just goes, "I got something to say." Um, <laughs> Why does this guy keep staring at me, Hager says. And he's pointing directly at Wardlow. And Wardlow and Hager, for a couple seconds, just have like a petulant little kid argument. No, stop staring at me. You're staring at me. And Jericho has to play the mom or dad in this role and kind of just calm them down. And MJF tries putting his match over later, and Jericho says, you're ruining it. And I thought that was a nice little touch to it. Um, Dude, I think those guys are hilarious, though. I, mean, I don't care what anybody says. So that's entertainment right there. Yeah, did, you, okay, did you like the, the Broadway musical segment? I loved it. I Dude. absolutely loved it. I thought it was sports entertainment <laughs> at its finest. That was seriously so funny and so, like, who would have thought that was ever going to happen? And it did, and it was caught everybody by surprise, and it was hilarious, and it was so entertaining. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was seriously great. Yeah, I, I had no idea what to wrestler because I, um, I thought it was incredible, and it was one of my favorite segments of the entire year in any company. I agree. And it was, it's, it's just, like it was, it was just so, <laughs> so random, but so fun. Like it just, the, and then the the meat leading up to it, just like okay, well, it's like an old fashioned like who's bigger, who's bigger. And then you're just like what? Yeah. And then there's a musical. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> it is great. Oh my god! It's I was very sports. And the lyrics were hilarious. Shout they out Mikey fun. Ruckus, dude. He's a great music director um, for AEW. He's been putting out some bangers of themes as well. Um, we're 35 minutes in, and I didn't realize, uh, so I'm just going to skim over <laughs> some stuff. Uh, Lance, Lance Archer as a face is interesting, so that's what I got to say. Um, Omega, Omega and Callus, <laughs> I, I want to talk about. I understand. 
Yeah, I want to talk about Omega and Callus because they basically Don recycled a lot of his material. He said on Impact, uh, without us, there may be no AEW. Without the Tokyo Dome, I was the invisible hand in his career. I like that Kenny's a heel, but he's such a nerd when he cuts promos. <laughs> I, but that's part you know, of it now, and I like it. I like this Kenny that he's becoming far more than whatever he's been doing for basically since like the hangman stuff, like the baby, he's been yeah, such yeah, a like, weird tweener that didn't yeah. really have any direction. And at least this Kenny, they got the crowd to boo him, which they hadn't been doing. Even That's though awesome. He was yeah. I thought clearly it was being positioned as the heel and they finally got them to boo. He said, so, it was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked Kenny kind of like, you know, it first off on impact, kind of like pushing back at Josh Matthews when he asked questions. And then also, Wait, you watched Impact? I, I watched I watched that segment. That was about it. Oh, there was a okay. Ravens game on that night, so I didn't get to catch <laughs> all of it. But um, Don repeated a bunch of lines in this. I guess it was just like a recap for, I, I guess we're calling them casual AEW fans. Um, maybe I won't label that yet. But, you know, for the people who didn't watch Impact, he said a bunch of this stuff where he was like, some people make matches. Some people make money. We make history. Kenny does the goodbye, good night, bang. Oh shit! Am I gonna have to stop using that on the podcast now? We're gonna have to find out. But um, he stole your stolen gimmick. He stole my stolen gimmick exactly. And the main event was Orange. Speaking of gimmicks, MJF and Orange Cassidy for the Diamond Dynamite Ring. Best friends get uh basically the entire lower mid card to surround the ring and make it basically a lumberjack match. And I thought the finish was really interesting. Miro comes in and lariats Orange Cassidy's head head off, and MJF MJF covers him, wins the ring back. And at this point, after the match, I, I remember like looking down at my phone, typing in notes, and then Miro looking back up, and Miro's just clotheslining all these security guards and just tearing up house. And he threw a dude off the stage, and we end Dynamite with Miro standing tall. Yeah, um, I like that Miro is finally being presented as you know a big monster, a threat, which he is yeah. a huge um, dominant force. Exactly, yeah, and but the the ending of the match, like just the whole match itself, it was just it was a bit too much chaos. It, it felt a bit overbooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I wrote you, that you down. Had, you had the people come out already, and then you have Miro and Kip come out at the end, also. Yeah, and it just if match ending with just Alaria. I get that he's a big dude, but I mean, he Orange had been taken a bit more than that for it to end on on Alaria, but. Yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. a good way overall of like making Miro a force, though. I and yeah, I thought I thought I some of the stuff at the end was like comical to a point where I was entertained by that, where he's just mm-hmm. demolishing people. But I thought it was a, a solid episode overall. It set off a bunch of stuff to you know cap off the year with Orange Cassidy and Miro. Uh, hopefully, best friends and Miro can wrap up with Kip. Mm-hmm. Who the hell faces I, Kenny is going to be my biggest question coming into the year, and the Hangman stuff too. I loved. Yeah, I saw someone say that there's a huge wrestling lull usually um, between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That's for all companies because, I mean, New Japan pretty much does their World Tag League, which no one gives a shit about. And then the Dome. And for wrestling. then they have the Dome. Yeah. Um, but AEW is really capitalizing on this lull, which is usually kind of a down point for wrestling. So that's good for them for, for doing some big things during this, during this time. Balaam, what do you like the most about, like, out of anything in wrestling right now? Like, what's your favorite or who's your favorite? Do you have anything that you're just really enjoying when you get to catch the products if you can? 
I mean, all, all of it as a whole, um, I, I enjoy all of it just because everything, every different company has something different to offer, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, it's all ice cream. Some's vanilla, some's chocolate, some strawberry, but at the end of the day, it's still just different flavors of ice cream, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. so it's, it's appealing to every kind of fan that there is, you know what I'm saying? You want like, you want like huge spot fest stuff and like crazy aerial uh, things and moves and all that stuff. I mean, AEW, I mean, it's fantastic. It's great for that. Mm-hmm. You know, the stories, of course, you always, WWE is always going to propel with the stories, you know, and then, yeah. but I mean, Impact too. Impact is fantastic with what they're doing. Like, uh, Sue Young is, everything that they're doing mm-hmm. with her and it is so good right now. I, I'm so entertained by it. Like, I was, I, I like, when you see, uh, uh, Sue Young and Susie at the same time on the TV, you're like, what? Like, that, <laughs> like uh, to me, that was cool. Um, Abaddon in AEW. Abaddon right rules. Mm-hmm. Abaddon yeah. rules. I like her. And Hikaru well, Shida, even though she's shittily booked, awesome as well. Yeah. Well, Hopefully. you know, the Abaddon, Abaddon came from came from here. She, really? she graduated from Rocky Mountain Pro. Yeah, and that's that's what you call your home, right? Yeah. Yep. That's my home. Yeah, man. Abaddon. So you so you got to watch her wrestle a bunch then. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so What's it is like? fantastic seeing the, the the just the amount of progression that she is doing that she has done since then. I mean, you're learning from Dustin Rhodes, the, one of the best in the entire world of all time of wrestling. Like, of course, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get great, and she's doing so, so especially good for right her now. character too. Like, if she's working with oh, Dustin, yeah, oh my that, god, and that's what it is right there. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. It's the character, and but now it's finally all kind of shaping in with the wrestling and the character, and it's just and it's. It's an amazing product of what she has to offer. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This was the first dynamite. Other, I thought winters was winter was coming. Felt different, but it was also kind of like a pay per view in a sense. But um, yeah, this was of, the yeah. first dynamite where I was like, okay, AEW kind of really feels like its own thing now. Yeah, you know, I've been getting that sense a lot. I think I said that last week that yep. it's really coming into its own, and I think they're starting to really find their uh, find their rhythm and find their form, as they might say. In, in my usual love of soccer that's they're really <laughs> starting to find it well color me yeah, sports I mean, entertained like i said everybody's trying to do something differently like right now they're doing a lot of you, if you can tell their main focus is, is their women division mm-hmm. and their tag team division mm-hmm. they're they're doing yep. more work on those yeah yeah and it's just, and, and, you, and you can and it's abundantly clear that's what they're trying to do which is good because not not a lot of companies are offering so much from tag divisions, you know. And, and they're taking you know, there's, feedback, there's too. Great wrestling, there's great re- uh, women's wrestling everywhere. Yeah. But, and, but it's great that this company's main focus is that. Yeah. One of their main focuses is that. And, and they had been criticized previously for not doing enough with their women's division and not doing enough with their tag division. So to see them exactly, but, start- the, the, but that's but see, that's the thing, though. Like, um, mm-hmm. you talk about Kenny Omega all the time. His huge philosophy, he's kind of his his um he started he's starting this whole new wave of of wrestling. It's not new, but he's been doing it for a long time in Japan of long storytelling, where you mm-hmm. can drag out a, a single story for months, years even. Yeah. Um, and so he has so it's everybody was with AEW was like, well, what's going on? What's this? Like this is kind of weak. This kind of this is like what. You have to know how Kenny is. This is what he did in Japan. This is what he he did for a long time in Japan, and it worked out fantastically for him. Because I mean, the dude is like the number one wrestler in the world. I don't care what anybody says; he really is. He deserves to be on the top of any, wherever he's at. But he can't always I, do that. I would love to see a but belt collector, Kenny Omega. Great. Yeah, you know, he's, he's everything right now. So you 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 guys just said it is coming to its own mm-hmm. because it's been taking some time to kind of get it going, and it's that's mm-hmm. long storytelling that Omega is is known for. 
yeah, yeah man. I, I definitely see that. Yeah, I'm excited. So what do you say we guys, we kick it back about 24 years now? <laughs> We're going back again. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us through the NXT and AEW review if you made it this far. We are taking a look at WCW Hogwild 1996, Rey Mysterio versus Ultimate Dragon. You can go ahead and skip forward on the WWE Network to 302. Click on that timestamp. This card also featured Hollywood Hulk Hogan challenging the Giant for the WCW World Heavyweight title. I believe this was one of the first shows, or if not the first show after uh, the heel turn. Probably, I think. And then the Outsiders faced Sting and Lex Luger as well. And Ric Flair defended the United States Championship against Eddie Guerrero. Hmm. Man, this is quite a stacked card. Oh, there's one more. Harlem Heat and Steiner Brothers for the tag titles. Wow, what a card. (sighs) Right? Just watch this in full afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's something we'll do on the show one day too, you know? Uh, God forbid. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) we'll we'll move on to the match now. Let's head over to 302. I'm going to give you guys some time to catch up your WWE networks. I would actually love to do a pay-per-view. That would be fun, but that's another time. Uh, another discussion for another time. You guys got <laughs> it ready? time commitment right there. Yeah, that is a time commitment. Uh, you guys got your network fired up? Yep. 302. Yep, go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start this match in three, two, one, go. Oh, it's like outside, outside. Oh, yeah, this is like outside, outside. Oh, yeah, this is Sturgis, man. You can't fit this many. You can't, all the bikers, all of it's always outside. That, yeah. And Kenny posted a photo of uh, his face photoshopped on Ultimo Dragon's head with all the belts. <laughs> I would love oh, to see a little yeah. belt collector Kenny, just like Ultimate Dragon did. That's hilarious. Sonny Ono. Oh, yeah. These two are still together, right? They're still, you know, they don't appear too much, but they're still going. I've, I've, I've seen them do some indie bookings in the U.S. on, like, WrestleMania weekends. I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, yeah, I heard he, he's still working, working. <laughs> how old is he now? good. I don't know how old he is, but it's crazy. Man, I really want a cape. Are you going to show that to your wife and your you got to add that to the entrance, dude. Oh, man, I, yeah, I, I got to figure out how to do it one of these days. Ray was yeah, champion at this time. I'm definitely, definitely using a kick. God, I just love Ray's outfit. Like, this is this this gear is seriously still mm. one of my all-time favorites. Like, you cannot go wrong with this color scheme, the Spider-Man-inspired stuff. Because, I mean, throughout his years, he's always on the comic book things. But this mm-hmm. was just my favorite. You know, like, uh, this is the... When a WCW Nitro, uh, the the '64 game, the Revenge. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my introduction. That was my introduction to American pro wrestling. Really? You know, and yeah, yeah. Big, uh, as a as a kid, that was my first American thing. I watched Luchadores all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in Juarez and stuff, you know. So, but this this was like my first uh, American stuff, and it was just like groundbreaking. And so I, then I see it on TV, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and some people give a lot uh, WCW a lot of shit for different reasons, but the cruiserweight division, 
Arguably, arguably the best thing to come out of WCW other I mean, than it, the NWO and the, the course of wrestling. Oh, yeah. It, it changed the, the course of wrestling forever because the people who were watching this growing up like became Bale. the people who were in, yeah, and, and then became the people who were in ROH and in PWG. And now we see those people becoming the biggest stars in the world. It's crazy to think about that like domino effect like long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's crazy. What about the Ultimate Dragon here? Well, it's the first ever meeting between these two. Does oh, this is their first ever match. Also, did I hear uh, uh, Scavani on the uh, on the call here? Tony Skeev. Oh, you got Mike. Oh, Mike Mike Tanay. Oh, wow. Mike Tanay is amazing. He's still my favorite. Mike Tanay and Don West may be my favorite commentary team of all time, other than Jr. and Jim Ross. Is he on play-by-play? -play? Oh, no, there's Tony. Oh, no, it's not Tony. Is that Dusty? No. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dusty's on commentary. Let's Dusty go. and Tony are on, are on commentary. That's awesome. I love Dusty on commentary. With Mike as well. This is a stacked commentary team. In our profession, don't sell either man short when it comes to mat work. Knowledge of submissions cannot be overlooked. When you go from an experienced standpoint, you're feeling each other out here. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't start watching wrestling until, what was it, 20... 2008? 2008? So, yeah, so I missed, like, and I've never really gone back and, and watched old older stuff from when I was either not born or or a kid and so so every time we do these these older matches it's it's great for me to see you know how we got to where we are today yeah oh, man. man you got you, you you have a lot to watch man there's a I, lot I, of good stuff I do that that was my quarantine uh my, my own like little personal project was watch like more old matches on the network and stuff and I started watching wrestling around 05 right when evolution kind of phased out and like going back and watching either WCW like this or the Attitude Era or even stuff like WrestleMania 22 was always my favorite to rewatch. But like either way, finding like looking to see how re like wrestling has evolved now that I've watched it for so long is crazy. You might have to send me if you have a list of the best things to watch. You might have to send that to me so I can. Uh, oh, I got you. Do some learning. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Dude, there's so much. There's absolutely so much. God, like. Balaam probably yeah. knows the best, so he might have to send us a little laundry so, list of matches. It's so good, dude. Like you just, you, just, you the you, you'll you'll notice how every yeah, the revolution of wrestling does is like it, it, it's a, it's abundantly clear, but the fundamentals never leave, and there's a reason why they stay there and why it works. And it's mm -hmm. just you know the storytelling is the is the key to every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I I wonder this, Balaam. Like musicians, sometimes they'll listen to music and they'll critique like a guitar part or the mix of it or how something sounds. When you're watching a wrestling match, are you looking at like the very? Are you stripping it all down? Or are you watching as a fan, or is it kind of a mix of both? Uh, a mix of both, but uh, the the fan in me always takes over. I um, I don't know if you ever heard how how you you start out as a fan, then you start working, uh, and like it kind of like it kills it for for a lot of people. Yeah, and, uh, I've heard that. I try my hardest to never to not let that happen because deep down inside, I'm always the fan. And so when I watch these matches, I try to pick them apart. 
Um, but I, at, this, at first, at first, I'm always a fan, and then later on, I rewatch them and I try to break them apart, so I could try to pick up a lot of these things and why they, why these great matches yeah. are great. Yeah, if you see mm-hmm. like a cool move, have you ever, have you seen a cool move and been like, oh, I want to do that in the ring, and you like study it and rewatch it? I'm just curious. Oh, without a doubt. Without if that's a, doubt. a dumb question, let me know. But uh, <laughs> no, no, without, without a doubt, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll clip it, I'll save it on my phone, and I'll be looking at it over and over again. I'm like, okay, this is the this jumping point here. Like he takes his foot off right here like the little little things and yeah you know especially with, especially with like the flying stuff um that the it's that stuff is so hard and uh mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like a designated like flying teacher here or whatever you know mm-hmm. <laughs> aircraft control so i kind of just have to like i have to really try to just uh i try things myself and the only way to do that is video study yeah i i can kind of relate to that i worked as a, a soccer scout for a little bit after I got out of college and going from watching the game as a scout and as like that being my job and then having to transition to watch it like as a fan it's a very it, it's a it's difficult I understand what you're saying it's you have to like step back and be like hey I'm not I'm not working right now I can I can step back and just kind of enjoy this yeah, like no matter what, I, I always enjoy this. And that's why everyone's so critical. I don't know why everyone's so critical about all these things. Like, even just the fans, like, I just, I don't understand that. Like, it's just like me, like, I love wrestling. Yeah, man. Every single aspect of it is fantastic to me. So I just always, no matter what, my the fan is always first when I'm watching. Yeah, man, I love your attitude towards the business, man. Uh, definitely something a lot of people, I think, should take notes on. I'm in that figure four too. We got the helicopters flying over and everything. Dude, it's crazy crowd over in Sturgis, man. You should see some of the pay-per-views they have over there. You gotta watch them. They're nuts. Are they a rowdy bunch? <laughs> they're all they're all shit-faced the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, yeah, yeah, that was a rhetorical question. I mean, you don't you don't see the blow-up doll getting tossed around in the back of <laughs> <laughs> that stage drop off is steep right there. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if they're oh, doing any drops, but uh, oh, it looks like Ultimate's be about to with fly, the Asai uh, moonsault. Oh my God, I didn't even know Liger had a brain tumor at any point. I remember, I remember hearing about it early. And then the he wrestled he for 24 retired. years. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger, one of the goats. Oh, God, one of the best. It's like a reverse torture rack. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see Ray without the tattoos. Yeah. So Ultimate Dragon's the face, uh, the heel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, gotta be the the evil foreigner. Dude's a world class wrestler. <laughs> God, it's so good. Um, it's uh, I'm good, and that's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, people honking their cars too. <laughs> oh yeah, revving the engines in the background. Yeah, all the motorcycles. Yes. And you know what's called before that? The Cesar Romero special. No, it was not. 
It was not. You were wrong. Oh, Heenan's on it, too. Dusty and Bobby just chirping at each other. <laughs> oh! Drop kick. Love it. Oh, he's absolutely going to dive out there, isn't he? That is a drop. Out of frame, too. Just came right into frame. Where's Tine uh, yelling for the truck for a replay? Yeah, we got to get another look at that, guys. <laughs> We're guys in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> got to get another shot of that. He was probably, like, shoot pissed than TNA. Like, that probably wasn't uh, just the thing he said. He was probably mad. <laughs> that is my favorite uh, TNA-ism. We got to get another look at that. Guys in the truck. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Mine is Kurt it. Angle ripping down the straps and shouting, yeah, at the top of his lungs. Nothing beats that. Perk Angle, goaded. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was like, I don't know if that's in poor taste. Ah, no, no, no. Oh, beautiful. How hard are those to land, I wonder? Oh, my God. I love how, like, the person who popularized that in America was, was Scott, Scott Steiner. Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought Frankenstein and Herkarana were different moves, at, like, when I started watching wrestling, and then I realized it's just an Americanized version of calling yeah. it a Herkarana. I'm like, really? <laughs> Frankensteiner. Yep, you gotta love the Steiners. Scott Steiner also invented the 450 splash. Yeah, another insane thing that he did. Scott Steiner was really on one, wasn't he? Oh, oh my god. He's fantastic. That's a character right there. Big pop-up pump. I wouldn't want to rewatch any of his matches though, I'll tell you that. Like later on. We should watch Triple H and Scott Steiner from the Royal Rumble. That would be a fun watch. Yeah. I think I have watched that match. I think I have. Is it as bad as people I, I say it is? Uh, no comment. All right. I, I watched uh, Royal Rumble a while back where he made his, like, WWE return, I think. And yeah. he beat the shit out of uh, Chris Nowinski, the concussion guy. Oh, and yeah, Hardy. yeah. The Harvard guy. The pop for him was insane. People love him. Oof. Damn. I love me a good German suplex. Love him. So much fun. The chopper's getting loud now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Beautiful. That the moonsaults that like are more snappy and have less hang time, dude. I love those. Yeah. Like Lita's. Lita's, yeah. And then the opposite would be Io Shirai, and she has a picture perfect one as well. Did Ray use any other moves than Both men are what, what was like his uh, finishing move around this time? Was it six one nine? You know, you talk about the growing pace. This uh, 
um, I believe it was the uh, uh, that that run into the, that Frankensteiner to the pin. Oh, I think that's how I use that more than anything else. Damn. Yeah, he used to, he oh, used wow. to just pop those off. Look at that. Oh, and Ray, Ray retains that just was... like that. What a sprint of a match right there. Yeah, I, I see the influence on on the modern on the modern styles. And oh, I can yeah. see how, you know, if you were a kid watching this in, in 96, just being absolutely enamored with it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and to watch that match and pretty much see every big spot, how, how much, like, not how much it's used, but, you know, how, how, like, prevalent spots like that and, you know, the style, as we talked about all throughout the match, is nowadays. To kind of reflect on that, that's really cool to see like you know how under the radar it was back in 96 compared to now oh yeah that was that was the start of the innovation was this time over here dude that was just crazy stuff you know like not a they they brought that stack that crazy flying style over here to the states you know all the all the all the japanese wrestlers and all the mexican wrestlers brought that all the way over here and it was just something that was so cool to see all the time and I argue we're probably in the best era of wrestling match quality-wise that we've ever been. Um, Definitely the most athletic, for sure. Yeah, athletic. These guys, like, dude, these guys are, are doing some – everybody's doing, like, superhuman stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, man. Um, so, t Balaam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is your time. This is your platform. Tell the people what you got going on and where they can find you wrestling. Uh, well, I just want to say thank you. I had a lot of fun. It was, Absolutely, uh, it was man. actually really entertaining. It was, uh, it was nice to sit back and watch some wrestling. Um, right, man. I got a lot of things. Uh, um, you'll catch me all the time um, on Twitch, uh, Rocky Mountain Pros on Twitch, uh, their their page on there. Um, check it out, too. They, they it's, a, it's literally their own dedicated page of everything Rocky Mountain Pro, and they do everything from their past uh, their past events to their current events, the live ones. Um, you, you'll catch them. Some of the wrestlers were uh, streaming some games with you guys. Like they, it's a it's a great mm -hmm. channel. It's really entertaining to talk to all of us all the time. So definitely check that out um, for sure. And then uh, you'll see me another time wrestling. I believe is January second. That'll be the next one, and that's going to be our pay per view Aces Wild. Hell yeah, man! Where can people find the pay per view? Twitch still or Twitch? Where can they Twitch. Order? It's a, it's it's a five or six dollar subscription, monthly subscription, and uh, you'll get to watch uh, our live events the day that it, like live like the day it happens. Um, mm -hmm. And then if not, you got to wait until they until we air it on TV, which is like a few weeks out. Yeah, you guys are syndicated in Colorado, so it's a big shout to you, Balaam, popping up on screens left and right. Yeah, yeah, and, we're trying and, to man. We're just trying to do the best we can, you know, trying to get the momentum going. Hell yeah, man! We're hoping to have you in ECCW too in the in the new year. Uh, once we get yes, the ball rolling, wait. I'm super excited to go out there and finally, just, you know, actually meet all you guys and yeah. you know wrestle, and it's gonna be so much fun. You're gonna have to be answering to Taylor at the shows, man. He's the GM, so uh, yes, that is I, true. I think you got some brownie points with him on this one. But uh, where can the people <laughs> find you on social media if they want to keep up with you? Because, dude, the clips you post on Twitter, that shit makes my day, dude. I love yeah, I love you, seeing you all these these cool ass moves and you know like i know that guy you know <laughs> like no like, it's cool it's man. really cool to that, see dude. so where the, where can the people check out you just you know balling out in the ring uh so uh i put i post up a lot of clips a lot of pictures you know kind of just got to get inside of my life and you know what i do in the wrestling ring um on twitter and in instagram mm -hmm. that's at balaam underscore for both of those 
And then on Facebook, you just catch me at Balaam Links. Um, and that right there, I kind of use that to do a lot more of uh, engaging conversations with people and stuff. You know, I'll talk to you guys about training and a lot of different things on on the Facebook side of everything. And then, you know, to try to launch my stardom, I do all the professional yeah. stuff on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram. <laughs> Hell yeah, mm-hmm. man! And dude, hopefully, hopefully in the future we get to see you on OVW. You know, if all hey, things man, go hopefully, well. Hopefully, you know? man, I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for the call in that draft. Uh, I think praying COVID, for you, uh, brother. Really, you know. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think COVID really uh, put a mm. took a hit with that, so it's kind of it kind of just delaying the process. So once I find out, I'll let everybody know. Hell yeah, man! Well, we're gonna be rooting you on every step of the way, Taylor. Anything you want to add before we wrap things up here? Where can they I find you? Other than- you know where to find me at ECCWGM for everything relating to ECCW. And if you want a bit more unfiltered, at Tay Redacted. Yes, sir. You know that's the place to go. Also, guys, if you want to talk a little bit about Mania, Roman Goldberg and a couple other things, I would love to see heel Roman just absolutely destroy Goldberg. <laughs> I would love to see Goldberg Same. destroy Hill Roman. So I mean, oh, what, 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 <laughs> well, we got no, conflicts no, of interest. I would not yeah. want Goldberg to win, but oh, I think why? the I I disagree with everyone who says that match shouldn't happen. I think it would be absolutely a barn. If if you remember Brock Goldberg match of the year, it would be so much more than that. <laughs> the 2017. So, mm, I don't know, man. I what do you know. think, man? <laughs> can't do it no more. You can't do it no more. <laughs> Dude, oh, don't even get me started on what happened with the fiend. Man. I know. Just, oh, <laughs> hey, why you why you gotta bring up old stuff? Why you gotta bring Dude, up old stuff? Because that's right there. It's like really, bro, really, oh, yeah. man. You know, a year, like years of work. All just down the shitter. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe, wow. maybe we should stop the pain. You know, we had to, <laughs> Oh my oh, god, I don't, god, I don't want to, I don't want to end on a bad note though. So Balaam, dude, thank you once again so much for coming on. You, you were a great guest, uh, dude. Best attitude I have seen towards professional wrestling out of anybody. So positive, dude. And you know, I take, I'm taking some lessons on that and applying it to what I'm doing in music. I can speak to that right now. So thank you for coming on this podcast, man. Appreciate it. I really do appreciate you guys having me on, man. I actually had a lot of fun. I really did enjoy it. I got to do this very often. I feel like all I'm doing is just work, 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 work. So this is great. So thank you guys so much. Hell yeah, man. Make sure you guys follow Elite Combat Championship Wrestling on Twitter at X Elite Combat X. Follow me on Twitter at Vendellis Tweets. Wrestling, regular wrestling reviews has a Twitter now. You guys can go follow that at Reg Rest Review. That is the first three letters of regular, first four letters of wrestling, and then review. You can follow that. We're going to be posting more clips on there. Uh, so be sure to follow that and never miss when an episode comes out. But for Balaam Links, Taylor Yates, I'm Andrew Dellis. This has been the regular wrestling review. Goodbye and good night. everybody and welcome to episode three of the regular wrestling review i'm andrew vindelis as always joined by taylor yates the gm of ccw and we brought along a special guest this time we actually have 
a member of the ECCW roster with us, and he's one of my favorites on the roster, and I may be a little biased because I got to write an awesome theme song for him, but it is Balaam Lynx, who just had a big tryout with OVW, so I first want to congratulate you for that, Balaam. How you been the past hey, few weeks? Thank you, thank you. Uh, I've been good, I've been good. Just uh, keeping my head down and just uh, trying to get through these times. Yeah, man, I got to ask, what was it like auditioning or, you know, trying out at OVW, getting to meet Al Snow I saw, getting to, you know, sit under that learning tree? Because uh, not many people get to have that experience, and I definitely want to know what yours was like. Oh, dude, it was, uh, so it was something special for sure. Uh, I was sweating the entire time. <laughs> That's for <laughs> sure. You know, it was cool. Um, as Because uh, over here in uh, in Denver, um, over here at the, at the Al Snow Affiliate, I trained under one of his really close friends uh, and someone that trained him, um, mm. Mercury Aiden. So I've heard all these stories and all this stuff about Al Snow for, for, you know, for a while and everything. And then finally got to meet him. I'm just like, well, wow. Is he everything uh, that, that lived up to the hype? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And that dude is he's, – he's a fantastic person. And he was just has like this genius mind for wrestling. And it is unbelievable the stuff that you – hear from him and it just makes everything makes so much sense hell yeah man well dude once again i want to congratulate you uh, taylor you got anything you want to ask balaam before we uh get into our reviews well i would have asked him about al snow so i think you <laughs> covered that <laughs> what 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 is the the head doll like in person no i'm kidding uh, um <laughs> but yeah we're very we're happy weird. yeah <laughs> I, I bet we're pretty happy to have balaam link links on the podcast with us he's going to be reviewing a very nice match that i haven't seen taylor and balaam have you seen this one it's Rey mysterio and ultimo dragon from hog wild 1996 wcw uh no i have not seen this uh because it happened 20 days before i was born oh so uh, yeah i was not alive to see this match and Balaam, you, you were talking about Sturgis and how WCW, you remember them putting on these shows back in the day. Um, did yeah, you get a chance yeah, to watch they, this they, one they before? Liked them. This, and, uh, this one, I did just, man, it was a long time ago. It was uh, it's something I caught on the internet a, long, a little while ago. Gotcha. But, um, and this is, uh, this is the era where like my favorite Rey Mysterio was around mm -hmm. um, because um, this is just his, his costume, the Spider-Man inspired costume. And it was like how I first saw him when I was yeah. growing up. And uh, it's, it's stuck with me ever since, and it was, I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, along with Ray, are there a couple other wrestlers who inspired you? Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> I know Flair that's a very definitely was the first, was the top one because I love Ric Flair. That dude was the epitome of larger than life, you know, yeah. in my opinion. It was, he was so fantastic. And, of course, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, dude. I love Shawn Michaels. We watched our first uh, episode with Shawn Michaels and a taker from Mania 25. And, mm -hmm. boy, dude, what a match. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. The storytelling in that one was fantastic, and it's just the emotions were there 100%. Yeah, man. Well, when, we do, when we do the second one, we might have to have you back for that one. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We got we to gotta, we gotta get you back on for another review. But before we get into our coverage of uh, Taylor's going to go over war games that happened on Sunday, and we're going to go over Dynamite as well. But before we get into that, uh, the podcast is always sponsored by Vision Dent Repair. Our good old friends, if you need a dent, scratch, or ding taken out, if you need your headlights restored, call Turbo at 1-919-810-7483 or visit visiondentrepair.com. So, Taylor, talk to us about War Games. I absolutely loved it. Balaam, I don't know if you got to watch War Games, if you liked it or not, but I thought it was a hell of a show, personally. 
I, uh, I I was able to catch a few things here and there. Uh, I train a lot, so it's really hard to sit down and watch wrestling. Yeah, but when you're I do, on the grind. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I got to see the whole thing. Um, it was a I thought it was a great show, uh, top to bottom. Uh, the women's war games match uh, was phenomenal as always. I wasn't you know going into it. There was less hype than some other years because um, it was kind of it kind of did feel like it was thrown together. Yeah. But but boy did they deliver. Um, we saw a spot for the ages with Io Shirai doing the great Sasuke barrel dive from the top of the cage <laughs> with a trash can over her head, and that was one of my favorite spots I've ever seen. Um, oh my god, that was so cool! I caught the highlight of that, and that was amazing. Io's the yeah. best women's wrestler on the planet right now. You can't I, change I don't mind. think you can argue with that. <laughs> um, you know, these, these, no, that that entire women's roster can put so many guys in in the wrestling business right now to shame. They are mm-hmm. so good. Hell yeah, absolutely. And then we saw with the finish, uh, maybe a surprising result with Io taking the pin uh, from Raquel Gonzalez, who we expect now to be her next challenger and to be the, the top heel woman in NXT. And I, I think that she is ready for that position. I said oh, last yeah. week I wasn't too impressed with her ladder match, but I think I've seen, I mean, having seen her singles matches, um, especially the one she had with Rhea Ripley, she can go. And I really expect uh, her match, her future match with Io Shirai, which we can assume is coming soon to be, Mm-hmm. phenomenal well she's had some great stare downs and even a great match with Rhea Ripley as well and that that was followed up on NXT uh Raquel Gonzalez had a stare down with Rhea Ripley and dude I could watch them fight forever I think that's mm-hmm. a great pairing right there absolutely um without a doubt without a doubt next up we had uh Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher a good match as all Timothy Thatcher matches are I won't say too much about it but one thing I will say about Thatcher is when he, when he was announced that he was coming to the WWE, I was skeptical knowing his indie style. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a more, far more uh, technical style than we really see in WWE, but they've really let him stick to what he's good at and be himself. And oh, yeah. they, they, the, the segments they've done with his uh, Thatch's Thatch Can School have been really phenomenal. So I'm, I'm really happy with how they've used him. And hopefully, he, ha- he hasn't picked up a lot of big wins, but he's had a lot of great matches. Oh, yeah. So hopefully, in time, he will, he will pick up some wins. I think the storylines he's had have been good. I think he's been, like, you know, in, in good – like, he's been paired up well. Obviously, having him start off with Riddle was really hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Champa is a great matchup. And I honestly wouldn't mind seeing a tag team come out of this. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know. That's an interesting thought. I don't, I don't know how I <clears> – <throat> Think of how I feel about uh, Thatcher in a tag team. I know he was, wasn't he? He was in some tag things in Evolve, correct? Yeah. If I remember correctly. Um, I wasn't super familiar with Evolve, so I Mm -hmm. I don't know too much. Me neither, Um, so I'll I'll trust Balaam on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything anyone wants to add on that one? Um, I watched that. My brother doesn't know. The thing with Thatcher is is that. you got, you got. Here's the thing with Thatcher, though. The dude is an absolutely amazing wrestler, like wrestler, a hundred and ten percent. Not a, and his. I think the the best success that he will have is going to be with a tag team or in a faction because ah. he, as a package goes, you know, like the personality and the persona and the character and you know, like the mouthpiece. 
um, they're there, but just not as abundantly as his wrestling skills. And mm-hmm. his wrestling skills are second to none. So and so and you know you kind of need the whole packet to be able to be really successful in this yeah. business, you know. And uh, just so I, I so I believe that he'll have his most success as being with somebody that can be that over the top, you know, that over the top character, that 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 mouthpiece of his doesn't have to be serious and, and lets his wrestling yeah. do his talking. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly. a that's a good point, a very good point. Um, I, yeah, I watched this match with my brother who doesn't watch wrestling anymore, and. Uh, he actually was really entertained by Jamba and Thatcher. Uh, I, I was shocked. Uh, obviously, once Thatcher's ear they got busted open in hard way, I guess. Yeah, jeez. Um, might be a broken, like a busted eardrum. I have no idea. I think it was a cauliflower ear. Cauliflower he, he ear. Bad cauliflower yeah. ear. Yeah. And I think that uh, pops. And when that pops, it bleeds yeah. profusely. I've seen a lot of UFC fights. It's It's ugly. Yeah, my brother loved that though. He loved the uh, the gritty aspect to the fight. He said, "This is a WWE show," and I was like, "Yep." Uh, and I thought it was a very good slugfest, and I thought it was exactly the match that they were going to put on. But I think the blood added a little extra, as it does sometimes. Uh, I thought it was a very good match, though. Carolina's own Cameron Grimes, who I saw Burlington home many many home. times. Yep, I saw many many times in CWF his home. When I was at Elon, um, I this was honestly the match I was looking forward to most on the card, and it definitely came through. I think that uh, Loomis and Grimes are two of the best characters in the entire company right now. Mm-hmm. They both do the way their characters work. They're so over the top, but on on different ends of the spectrum. As and they we talked about last time, so yeah. well. yes, yes, yeah. they mesh so well together, and this match showed that. So much, um, I yeah, I, I thought it was it was really great, really really entertaining, um, and I can't I can't wait to see what they both do next. I think I think they both got bright futures ahead of them. Well, on Wednesday, Grimes ended up wrestling Champa. Champa cut a promo about um, you know, moving on from the past with Thatcher, and he's going to look to the future to that pesky little rat, Cameron Grimes. And they actually had a really good match. Uh, Thatcher ended up getting involved just a put a chair next to ringside, sat in it, ended up getting in Grimes's face along with uh, Champa as well, but Champa caught him, caught the win, and afterwards Cameron Grimes just got a heel hook put on him by uh, Timothy Thatcher. And Thatcher and Grimes, that would be, speaking of odd couples and, you know, you know, different characters on opposite ends of the spectrum, I think Grimes and Thatcher would be a good match to see in NXT personally. Well, if, you, if you're familiar with how he was in CWF, he is a technical master. I mean, he, he hasn't really shown it a ton in NXT just by virtue of his character, but uh-huh. he is a absolute technical master. And I think they could really put on a, a technical wrestling showcase if that match ends up happening. Oh, yeah. It looks like it will. Yeah, and Grimes has one of the best finishes in wrestling, I think. I love the cave-in. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a yeah. brutal-looking move. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, anyways, Taylor, I think up next was the um, triple threat, right? Well, before we, anything you want to add to that, Balaam? No, no, you got you guys did it all pretty much on the money, man. Those those, those guys are fantastic too. Yeah, man. Feel feel free to great. butt in whenever you want. Obviously, no, our, no, our yeah, podcast is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the yeah. Game. Next up, yeah. we had the triple threat match for the North American Championship: um, Leon Ruff, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano. Um, with Johnny Gargano picking up the win, and you know, I don't know how much I feel 
I don't know how I feel about it. Because um, mm-hmm. Gargano, we, we have this... There's always the, the take of how long is he going to be in NXT? And has he overstayed his welcome in NXT? And is there really a reason for him to be holding a championship in NXT? With as, how long he's been there? Um, and would it be better for Priest to have the title again? Or for Ruff to continue this great mm-hmm. underdog story that he's been doing? But it, it, it looks like they are going to run with Gargano. It looks like they're going to add Austin Theory um, to his posse of ghost faces. Um, the match itself was good. I, they had some amazing spots. I'm always impressed by Leon Ruff. I feel like every time I see him, he does something new that I've never seen before. Um, and you see his size and you think, oh, he's just a small guy who's going to get his ass kicked. But he, he can bring it. Um, he's incredibly entertaining. He does unbelievable so stuff in the ring. So charismatic, too, dude. Mm-hmm. So much so, charisma. So hopefully this wasn't just kind of a one-time deal for him. Hopefully he's sticking around maybe in the Cruiserweight title picture instead. Um, on Wednesday, yeah, I do, yeah, on Wednesday. Uh, you know, I, I, sorry. Yeah. On Wednesday. Uh, I, I can follow up on Wednesday. Uh, so Theory and Gargano pretty much just gave their explanation, uh, which really, uh, as you know, WWE doesn't do really well with explaining actions sometimes. Um, but I thought it was cool. The stable has a name now. It is called The Way, like, you know, The Mandalorian. So I pop for that. Okay. Um, and next week, <laughs> next week, it was supposed to be Damian Priest and Leon Ruff against that uh, Austin Theory and Gargano. But Karrion Cross returned and took out Damian Priest. So okay. now, backstage, Leon Ruff doesn't have a partner who walks up to him, Kushida, and says, I'll be okay. your partner. So next week, we are having Kushida and Leon Ruff against Austin Theory and Gargano, and I think that'll be a fun thing to watch, too. I do. I think we've, we've seen Kushida versus Theory, I believe. He kind of beat the crap out of him. <laughs> As he did um, with a lot of people this year. Yeah. Um, and maybe the, if that leads to Kushida being in the... American title picture, I would be all for that because it's he is past due with with getting a title shot and being a, a, a big player in, in NXT. Oh yeah. I completely agree on that one. All right. Moving to the main event, the men's <laughs> war games match. And boy Oh my was this incredible. People say could be in the match of the year conversation. I don't know if I would go that far, but boy, was it. I mean, an unbelievable match. And War games always again, hits. Yes. Uh, yet again, Pat McAfee delivers. I just, I don't know. He, he's just a natural. Ba- he's, Balaam, he's a, Balaam yeah, we need no, your I analysis, need, yeah, man. You're the wrestler here. <laughs> you got no, the floor. Pat McAfee is so is, is great, dude. And then the thing is, like, if you, like... I don't know why everybody gives him a lot of heat, man. Like this, he's he's actually really good at this, and he's naturally very charismatic, and he's just a really good athlete. And everything that he does in the ring is actually very well executed. It's clean, it's crisp, and he, the, I mean, the man can go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I think on the first episode, that his punches. Like I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't really work on that much nowadays but his punches it's simple but there's they're so they're so so good he got trained by rip rogers that's why yeah i mean he's he's got the fundamentals down and you usually don't see that from 
people who are just, you know, from outside coming inside. I think the only person close to the raw athleticism that someone from the outside world has taken into professional wrestling, other than Pat McAfee that I've seen, is Stephen Amell. That's pretty yeah. much the only one. And then, you know, Andy Kaufman was a different kind of thing. But, um, like, you know, athletic ability in the ring after just never doing it. Stephen Amell, Pat McAfee both blew me away. Like, Balaam, that's, that's got to be freaking hard, right? <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. He's never all stepped of, in the ring. Is, yeah, man. All of, all of it. All of it is hard, dude. Every single little bit of it is hard. Anybody that thinks otherwise, say, well... Let them jump in and just kind of to see what they do, and they'll find out the hard way. I was going to say, we, we have a wrestler on the podcast I would, I would like to ask to some people who, you know, use the F word in describing wrestling. What would you like to say to them? I will give you a that's, little platform. No, I mean, like, <laughs> anybody, everybody says it. That's fine. Okay, that's whatever. Everybody has an entire their own opinion. But like I said, you really think that? Okay, well, then just hop in the ring and try to do everything that we do. And... See if you're still able to uh, walk out or walk the next day because it's <laughs> I've, I've I've been an athlete for my, all my life and this is the most physically demanding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Damn, because mm-hmm. it's yeah. constant, um, it's it's constant um, mental and physical stress on your body all the time. You have to make sure you're doing everything right. You're doing everything crisp and clean so you don't look bad and. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you have to make sure you look good as well, too, in and out of the ring. So you're always constantly training in the ring and always in the gym outside of it. Like, you, it's, it's, it's it's super, super hard. And and so, I mean, yeah, everybody knows it's, it's not it's not new. It's It's been around for a long time that it's predetermined. Yeah, but how we get there, that's the real magic. Well, Absolutely. I, I couldn't well have, uh, yeah, I couldn't have phrased it any any better, especially coming for you, Balaam. Yeah, man. Um, I know I sure oh. as hell couldn't do it if I tried. So I give you all the credit. I give everyone who steps in that ring a lot of credit for being able to do that stuff. <laughs> Personally, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, uh, and McAfee yeah. too. I mean, that that dude. I don't. I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but that dude trains a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he like he's he's she does train a lot. There's a reason why he is good at what he does because he does train a lot, and he's man, he's, and it shows. It, uh, it's an obvious thing. Do you think Pat mm-hmm. McAfee could be a absolute superstar if he wanted to switch over full time? I know he doesn't need to. He probably doesn't want to. But Balaam, do you think he could be like a top yeah, top I d- star? I do. There's, there's there's definitely um there's definitely a, a, a big possibility of that happening if you wanted to do it full-time. And not just because of his wrestling ability, but just because of how charismatic he really he naturally is. Mm-hmm. That's super huge in all of this. And you can... I mean, if you have if you have that, that aura, that charismatic, that mouthpiece to you, you can do anything in this business. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, Taylor, to, I, didn't, uh, I didn't mean to hijack your main event no, no, segment you're there. All good. <laughs> we all we, we want to know Balaam's thoughts on this. Especially. These are the scoops um, we talked about. Yeah, uh, but to yeah to wrap up to put a bow on uh, on that match, undisputed era with the victory. Um, I don't know because uh, I didn't watch, uh, didn't get a chance to watch NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they did anything with undisputed era, but to me, it felt like it would have been a perfect time to kind of have an, an undisputed era send-off. I think they've kind of done what they can do in NXT. Um, and we've seen what overstaying your welcome can can mm-hmm. become uh, with Champa and Gargano. So 
Uh, did did anything happen with them on last night's show? Um, something happened with one of them, Kyle O'Reilly, back in the NXT title hunt, and I think Damian Priest, Karrion Cross, and oh, there was one more I'm forgetting. Damian Priest, Karrion Cross, and Pete Dunne all want a yes. shot at Finn Balor's NXT Championship. So Kyle O'Reilly is so far the only undisputed era member that they've advanced anything with. But um, I, for one, am very happy to see Kyle O'Reilly fighting for the NXT title again because he frankly deserves to be there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> if I, you're I talking about that. the one thing they haven't done with Undisputed Era and NXT, it's a proper Kyle O'Reilly run. That's that is fair, and he I would understand if he was uh, sticking around yeah. for a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with McAfee. Hopefully, he, this is uh, just the beginning for him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that wraps up my thoughts on War Games. I don't know if anyone wants to add anything else. Yeah, I pretty much agree with uh, everything you said. Um, yeah, I think spots of the night obviously go McAfee and Shirai off the cage, respectively. Mm. Oh, both of their I matches. Will say, uh, October twenty first. Uh, I said that Pat McAfee was going to jump off the War Games cage. What happens? Jumps off the War Games cage. So yeah. call me Nostradamus <laughs> if you want. Call me call me wrestling Nostradamus if you want. But I texted you, know, you right after that spot, and I said your prediction, mm-hmm. dude. I was very, I was very happy that it came through. But I thought War Games was a great show. Um, we'll move on to Dynamite now, if that's cool with you guys. I don't have a bunch of notes on Dynamite, but I got a couple things to speak about. Uh, opened up with Young Bucks, Young Bucks Hybrid Two, hell of a match. I'm not going to spoil it all because maybe we'll do a watch long of it. I thought it had some really cool spots. They had a Doomsday device to the ramp on a, I think it was Jack Evans, and then a, also hit a Meltzer driver to the floor. Bucks retain with the BTE trigger, and the Acclaim come out and ambush him, but SCU stops him from doing that. Um, tag division starting to get a little better in AEW. I think that's um, mm-hmm. that's that's good that they're starting to throw in a couple new teams in there. Uh, still don't know how I feel about the Bucks with the tag titles right now. I love them. But uh, I don't know, you know. I think they're 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 at the wrong time having the belts. That's just my my thoughts. But I need to see them actually go deeper in a run. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, I I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in your in your boat. Um, Cautiously I optimistic. Have, yeah, I have thoughts on how AEW and the people who are like the top people, as in like the executives, mm-hmm. have involved themselves. Um, I mean, it's not like we expected them to just be like low card guys or something. Yeah, but yeah. I, I I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll have to. see. I, I know what we'll you're talking about, Taylor. Things. Yeah, uh, uh, Balaam, anything to add there? Young Bucks hybrid too. I love Jack Evans and Angelico as a team. I don't know what your thoughts. Oh yeah, are those on. guys. Those guys are so good. Oh my god, those guys are fantastic. I just that's everything that they do is just so like what. Yeah, and I that's think we, all, and, that, and that's all from you know everything that they do with over, that they did uh, that they done before over there in Mexico, like, Lucha and Underground, like everywhere in Mexico, CMLL, yeah. And those guys are just like man, like they they've done it, they've done it all when it comes to the, to their style and their craft and their tactics. Like it's oh my god, those guys are so good, and oh, yeah. you know to be able to to show that you know like the little guys can do this and do this so so well. Yeah, and we forget that Jack Evans has been doing this for a, a long very, time. Oh, yeah. very long time. A long he time. Wasn't he an OGPWG? What OGPWG? Isn't that him? I think Jack so. Jack Evans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think believe so. Oh my god. Yeah, he's really been around for a long early, time. Early ROH as well. Oh my god. Yeah, I, maybe we got to go around. back and watch an early Jack Evans match. I, I think we should. I think that's that's. I'm telling you that that do you watch his stuff over and with AAA like. 
God, seriously, just so good. Yeah. Hell yeah, I've man. seen a, a fair few highlight videos of him early in his career, and he's – it's just – he was – I think at the time you – when he was early in his career, you probably could have made the argument that he was the most athletic wrestler in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. Yeah, and dude, Angelico, I started watching Lucha Underground, and when he did that dive off the top of uh, the office, yeah. oh my god, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. that's when I was like, oh, why, why isn't ever. this guy signed to anywhere? And then I found out he was working his ass off in Mexico. So yeah, yeah. big time, dude. Lucha Underground, oh man, that's the diamond in the rough, right dude, there. Dude, I watched, I, I rewatched that. No, but it's free on some website, and I watched like the first two seasons of it again and i was like this is so good and i'd it say really is, a good 70 percent of wrestling from like 2017 on has been from lucha underground and like pwg yeah, no, that, and that roh was, that was every that was the start of a lot of people's i was like that was the big break for a lot of people mm -hmm. yeah and then they didn't uh, pay the wrestlers sadly but um <laughs> yeah of course behind the scenes yeah. things make them uh, fall apart what a shame wouldn't be the wrestling business if that weren't the case but yeah yeah of course speaking <laughs> of uh not falling apart but someone who's coming together in recent weeks after picking up the tnt title wow what a terrible segue i'm not going to try to do that again <laughs> but darby <laughs> allen came up next and he had a promo uh in a psychiatrist office they had the little uh psychiatrist photos like the butterflies uh and the the ink blots and tell him what you see, and basically he sees a bunch of spitting images as Team Taz says him and Cage isn't six months in the making from when he injured him at Double or Nothing. It's 27 years because he's put up with shit like this all his life. And that actually seemed uh, weaved very well into the Cody segment. Cody came out for an interview, and some irks me about his entrance. I don't know what. Taylor, I think it's to your point about the executives and trying to put themselves over a little bit, but <laughs> Cody's entrance, man. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's Undertaker level of waiting. The center part. You have Sting entering from the side, the, the, the old yeah, uh, TNA the hell, man? Like, over there, and Cody gets the, the middle, but I digress. Anyways, that's just the initial thought I had. He's out for a promo, an, an interview with Shivani, rather, and Shivani asks him for what he thought about Sting. But as, as people have pointed out on, on social media, wrestling social media, People interrupting people before they even utter a word has been a staple on both shows the past few weeks. Um, stop it, wrestling bookers. Stop. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say about that. But Sting comes out, and Arn is the first person to go face-to-face -face with him. He says, I know you have an agenda. So basically, he's like, I'm a dip, and he just bounces. Sting wants uh, Sting's hamming it up. He wants Tony to give us an, it's Sting! And, of course, Shivani obliges. Cody wants to get to the point, he says, and I wrote, so do I. Um, Sting doesn't want to wrestle Cody yet. He said he's uh, something's really familiar about this place, like really familiar, and he points to Darby Allen in the bleachers, and I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good thing for Sting to point out, for them to kind of ignore it. would have been like head-scratching, but um, Cody... Yeah, Cody says, well, okay, what the, what the hell are you doing here? And that's what I was asking. Sting basically tells Cody, none of your business, and says, uh, see you around, kid. And that's how I was, that segment ended. I thought, I thought it was kind of weird, you know? I, it's cool seeing Sting here, and I know they don't want to give everything away the first week he's back or the first time he's on TV. And that's the part of the mystique of Sting. You never know what he's going to do next. But I thought this whole segment was just kind of weird. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, look, it's Sting. Yeah, I it was is. excited just because it was Sting. Um, I don't want him to wrestle. 
given what has happened to him Shame. in the past. Caleb <laughs> does not want to be. I really hope that it is just him and Darby, you know, him kind of being Darby's son, legend you know. manager. Um, but I'm getting the feeling that Sting has an itch to go out on a higher note Me than, too. you know, almost he paralyzing wa- himself. In a he watched the last match. ride and said, I can't end it like this. Yeah. yeah, so maybe I saw a report that maybe he does tag matches, which would be slightly okay, That'd or cinematic matches, Ooh. which would be better because they could make protect him more in those. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, those are that's my thoughts on on Sting. So we'll 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 see where it goes. Balaam, you got yeah, any well, thoughts? I'm at the, well, I, don't, I think they're, I don't know. Like I'm kind of confused on what they're trying to do in the first place with him in general. Because like when he came out, the same episode. As Kenny Omega winning the the yeah, top prize, yeah, so last like, week, so yeah. it's like so like why you know what I'm saying like you mm-hmm. have a really big reveal and then you have a huge title change mm-hmm. in the same episode. So you, it's like, you think one kind of overshadows like, the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, okay. it's, exactly. Gotcha. And so it's like it's a it's a really big moment. So why try to put so much in there? Like you, I mean, it makes you wonder. Like, what are they trying to go for? Like, is it? You know, because they're you know the ratings, or yeah. I mean, it is what, the what, 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 yeah, what is but... it? You know, so it's like it's like you cannot, you cannot make. You, if you want to be able to stay here and be able to compete with the flagship, you mm-hmm. have to play things smart and you know, and not by the book, but like you kind of have not all and I guess not, not reserved either. But you have to kind of just I don't know, mm-hmm. pace things out so that yeah. way you can. You know, uh, be in this race the entire way through and not just get gassed out in the first half. You yeah, know? I think pacing is a great word to describe it. And, you know, it's just two weeks where and, – and I'll get to this when we talk about uh, Omega and Callus coming out too. But, like, not anything being pushed forward, you know? Nothing – Nothing's pressing me. I, I want to see Sting on Dynamite next week, but I don't really know what he's up to, so I don't know if I'll miss it or anything. And I think that's a problem, to your point, Balaam. You know, if I'm if I, 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 if just, I fear I that think, I'm going to miss, I really a segment, hope that he's not wrestling. That's it. You know, we don't want. I mean, the dude's had a great career. I don't want him to get hurt. In the world legendary, so we don't need to. We don't. We, I mean, he might want it, but we don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, FTR and Varsity Blondes, I didn't watch. I'm not going to lie, but FTR won, and afterwards they shoved Jurassic Express. So that's going to be something cool, I think. Uh, again, uh, AW tab division, I like it. Shout out to Carolina trained Griff Garrison. Yes, yes. From Greensboro. Just 20 minutes down the road from our alma maters. And, and uh, Brian Pillman, though, fantastic. I, I mm-hmm. finally got a chance to finally meet him in OVW. Dude, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's part of OVW. Yeah, what was that like? Dude, he just he he actually just their last pay per view, the Christmas Chaos. He just walked away as their heavyweight champion. Holy crap! That's great, yeah, dude. Wow. And then from after that, he went. He after that, he literally went and did, and went in there with the FTR. He's on like, dynamite. Yeah. That's nice. Like the dude, the dude is on fire right he now. Is. Hell yeah! I, and I I will say I did get to see this match. Griff Garrison is that dude is a stud. He mm-hmm. is a big time athlete, and I I think he didn't. Pillman took the pin in that match, and I, the way they were talking up Garrison on commentary, made me feel like they might be protecting him a little bit uh, down the line. Ah, you think so? Uh, it's just, I mean, it might be a, a bit far hunch. out, I and mean, obviously, it's a pretty crowded scene right now. Um, but they were talking him up big time. So yeah, from there they had uh, Dustin Rhodes and Ten of the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, I believe. 
Um, Anna Jay was on the screen for five seconds. Highlight of the show. My wife. Um, Excuse uh, me? Uh, Excuse this, me? All right. You know what? This will be after we'll to, we we'll you know what? After ring, we record. Um, <laughs> Uno asks Dustin uh, to join the Dark Order in B7. I thought that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> a little callback to WCW and a uh, quote Uncle Fester looking Dustin Rhodes there. Um, Shaq was on Dynamite this week in an interview with Brandy Rhodes and Shivani. Um, Brandy and Jade Cargill are going to wrestle, I guess. I'm excited to see Jade. That's all um, I have that to say. That segment sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, no that's, that's, that that's, why, that's why I said I'm excited to see Jade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it. don't know what was going They hyped that up so much. Like, Shaq's going to be on AEW. And then he was like, yeah, I know Jade for a long time. And he got a drink thrown in his face. Then he got water <laughs> thrown on him. For no reason. I thought, and, it, I thought it was so be- bewildering, dude. And, for, and like, Brandy's trying to be the face in this. Yeah. yeah she's yeah, like, the one storming <laughs> out of interviews and throwing water on Shaq with a broken arm at the same time. Brandy, uh, it's another Brandy, another example Brandy. of them not really know what they're doing with, with someone. We, we had that thought with Kenny earlier. It looks like they, and they're an exec they did too. without Kenny. We'll get to that. But um, yeah. another confusing uh, character decision here. Yeah. Um, the Inner Circle Ultimatum. Was next Jericho? Jericho said they work as a team, or it's over. MJF uh, called Ortiz's essay, so really getting that heat there, I guess. Um, how they're <laughs> how they're friends, he loves, and Sammy ends up getting in his face, and uh, Ortiz wants Sammy to shake MJF's hand, and he's like, "All right, but if any more bullshit happens, I'm out." And uh, they're like, "All right, so we're all good, right?" Yeah, and then Hager just goes, "I got something to say." Um, <laughs> Why does this guy keep staring at me, Hager says. And he's pointing directly at Wardlow. And Wardlow and Hager, for a couple seconds, just have like a petulant little kid argument. No, stop staring at me. You're staring at me. And Jericho has to play the mom or dad in this role and kind of just calm them down. And MJF tries putting his match over later, and Jericho says, you're ruining it. And I thought that was a nice little touch to it. Um, Dude, I think those guys are hilarious, though. I, mean, I don't care what anybody says. That's entertainment right there. <laughs> yeah, did, you, okay, did you like the, the Broadway musical segment? I loved it. I Dude. absolutely loved it. I thought it was sports entertainment <laughs> at its finest. That was seriously so funny and so, like, who would have thought that was ever going to happen? And it did, and it was caught everybody by surprise, and it was hilarious, and it was so entertaining. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was seriously great. Yeah, I, I had no idea what to wrestler because I um, I thought it was incredible, and it was one of my favorite segments of the entire year in any company. I agree. And it was it's, it's just, like it was it was just so <laughs> so random, but so fun. Like it just the, and then the the meat leading up to it, just like okay, well, it's like an old fashioned like who's bigger, who's bigger. And then you're just like what? Yeah. And then there's a musical, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> it is great. Oh my god! It's I was very sports. And the lyrics were hilarious. Shout yeah, out Mikey fun. Ruckus, dude. He's a great music director um, for AEW. He's been putting out some bangers of themes as well. Um, we're thirty five minutes in, and I didn't realize. Uh, so I'm just gonna skim over <laughs> some stuff. Uh, Lance, Lance Archer as a face is interesting. So that's what I gotta say. Um, Omega and Callis. <laughs> I, I want to talk about. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, I want to talk about Omega and Callis because they basically Don recycled a lot of his material. He said on Impact, uh, "Without us, there may be no AEW. Without the Tokyo Dome, I was the invisible hand in his career." I like that Kenny's a heel, but he's such a nerd when he cuts promos. <laughs> I, but that's part you know, of it now, and I like it. I like this Kenny that he's becoming far more than whatever he's been doing 
for basically since like the hangman stuff like the baby he's been yeah, such yeah, a like, weird tweener that didn't yeah. really have any direction and at least this kenny they got the crowd to boo him which they hadn't been doing even that's though awesome he was yeah i thought clearly it was being positioned as the heel and they finally got them to boot. He said so, it was yeah, yeah. I I, I liked Kenny kind of like, you know, it first off on impact, kind of like pushing back at Josh Matthews when he asked questions, and then also Wait, you just, watched Impact? I, I watched <clears throat> I watched that segment. That was about it. Oh, there was a okay. Ravens game on that night, so I didn't get to catch <laughs> all of it. But um Don repeated a <laughs> bunch of lines in this. I guess it was just like a recap for I I guess we're calling him casual AEW fans. Um maybe I won't label that yet, but you know, for the people who didn't watch Impact, he said a bunch of this stuff where he was like, Some people make matches, some people make money, we make history. Kenny does the goodbye, good night, bang. Oh shit, am I gonna have to stop using that on the podcast now? We're gonna have to find out. But um He stole your stolen gimmick. He stole my stolen gimmick, exactly. And the main event was Orange speaking of gimmicks, MJF and Orange Cassidy for the diamond dynamite ring. Best friends get uh basically the entire lower mid card to surround the ring and make it basically a lumberjack match. And I thought the finish was really interesting. Miro comes in and lariats Orange Cassidy's head head off, and MJM MJF covers him, wins the ring back. And at this point, after the match, I, I remember like looking down on my phone, typing in notes, and then Miro looking back up, and Miro's just clotheslining all these security guards and just tearing up house. And he threw a dude off the stage, and we end Dynamite with Miro standing tall. Yeah, um, I like that Miro is finally being presented as you know a big monster, a threat, which he is yeah. a huge um, dominant force. Exactly, yeah, and but the the ending of the match, like just the whole match itself, it was just it was a bit too much chaos. It, it felt a bit overbooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I wrote you, that you down. Had, you had the people come out already, and then you have Miro and Kip come out at the end, also. Yeah, and it just if match ending with just Delaria. I get that he's a big dude, but I mean, he Orange had been taken a bit more than that for it to end on on a lariat, but. Yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. a good way overall of like making Miro a force, though. I and yeah, I thought I thought I some of the stuff at the end was like comical to a point where I was entertained by that, where he's just mm-hmm. demolishing people. But I thought it was a, a solid episode overall. It set off a bunch of stuff to you know cap off the year with Orange Cassidy and Miro. Uh, hopefully, best friends and Miro can wrap up with Kip. Mm-hmm. Who the hell faces I, Kenny is going to be my biggest question coming into the year, and the Hangman stuff too. I loved. Yeah, I saw someone say that there's a huge wrestling lull usually um, between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That's for all companies because, I mean, New Japan pretty much does their World Tag League, which no one gives a shit about. And then the Dome. And for wrestling. then they have the Dome. Yeah. Um, but AEW is really capitalizing on this lull, which is usually kind of a down point for wrestling. So that's good for them for, for doing some big things during this, during this time. Balaam, what do you like the most about, like, out of anything in wrestling right now? Like, what's your favorite or who's your favorite? Do you have anything that you're just really enjoying when you get to catch the products, if you can? I mean, all, all of it as a whole, um, I, <coughs> I enjoy all of it just because everything, every different company has something different to offer. You know, and it's mm-hmm. uh, at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, it's all ice cream. Some's vanilla, some's chocolate, some strawberry. But at the end of the day, it's still just different flavors of ice cream, you know. And it's uh, yeah. so it's it's appealing to 
every kind of fan that there is. You know what I'm saying? You want like you want like huge spot fest stuff and like crazy aerial uh, things and moves and all that stuff. I mean, AEW, I mean, it's fantastic. It's great for that. Mm-hmm. You know, the stories. Of course, you always WWE is always going to propel with the stories. You know, and then, but I mean, Impact too. Impact is fantastic with what they're doing. Like uh, Sue Young is everything that they're doing with mm-hmm. her is so good right now. I, I'm so entertained by it. Like I was, I, I like when you see. Uh, uh, Sue Young and Susie at the same time on the TV. They're like, what? Like, that was, like was, to me, that was cool. Um, Abaddon in AEW. Abaddon right rules. Mm-hmm. Abaddon yeah. rules. I like her. And Hikaru well, Shida, even though she's shittily booked, awesome as well. Yeah. Well, you know, the Abaddon, Abaddon came from came from here. She, really? she graduated from Rocky Mountain Pro. Yeah, and that's that's what you call your home, right? Yeah. Yep. That's my home. Yeah, man. Abaddon. So you so you got to watch her wrestle a bunch then. Yes. Yeah, so What's it she is like? fantastic seeing the, the the just the amount of progression that she is doing that she has done since then. I mean, you're learning from Dustin Rhodes, the, one of the best in the entire world of all time of wrestling. Like, of course, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get great, and she's doing so, so especially good for right her now. character too. Like, if she's working with oh, Dustin, yeah, oh my god, and that's what it is right there. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. It's the character, and but now it's finally all kind of shaping in with the wrestling and the character, and it's just and it's. It's an amazing product of what she has to offer. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This was the first dynamite. Other, I thought winters was winter was coming. Felt different, but it was also kind of like a pay per view in a sense. But um, yeah, this was of, yeah. the first dynamite where I was like, okay, AEW kind of really feels like its own thing now. Yeah, you know, I've been getting that sense a lot. I think I said that last week that yep. it's really coming into its own, and I think they're starting to really find their uh, find their rhythm and find their form, as they might say. In, in my usual love of soccer that's they're really <laughs> starting to find it well color me yeah, sports I mean, entertained like i said everybody's trying to do something differently like right now they're doing a lot of you, if you can tell their main focus is, is their women division mm-hmm. and their tag team division mm-hmm. they're they're doing yep. more work on those yeah yeah and it's just, and, and, you, and you can and it's abundantly clear that's what they're trying to do which is good because not not a lot of companies are offering so much from tag divisions, you know. And, and they're taking you know, there's, feedback there's too. Great wrestling. There's great re- uh, women's wrestling everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and but it's great that this company's main focus is that. Yeah. One of their main focuses is that. And, and they had been criticized previously for not doing enough with their women's division and not doing enough with their tag division. So to see them exactly, but start- the, the, but that's but see that's the thing though. Like um, mm-hmm. you talk about Kenny Omega all the time. His huge philosophy. He's kind of his his um. He started. He's starting this whole new wave of of wrestling. It's not new, but he's been doing it for a long time in Japan. Of long storytelling, where you mm-hmm. can drag out a, a single story for months, years, even. Yeah. Um, and so he has. So it's everybody was with AEW was like, well, what's going on? What's this? Like, this is kind of weak. This kind of this is like what. You have to know how Kenny is. This is what he did in Japan. This is what he he did for a long time in Japan, and it worked out fantastically for him. Because I mean, the dude is like the number one wrestler in the world. I don't care what anybody says; he really is. He deserves to be on the top of any, wherever he's at. But he can't always I, do that. I would love to see a but belt collector, Kenny Omega. Great. Yeah, you know, he's, he's everything right now. So you 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 guys just said it is coming to its own mm-hmm. because it's been taking some time to kind of get it going, and it's that's mm-hmm. long storytelling that Omega is is known for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I definitely see that. Yeah, I'm excited. So, what do you say, we guys? We kick it back about 24 years now. <laughs> We're going back again. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us through the NXT and AEW review. If you made it this far, we are taking a look at WCW Hogwild 1996, Rey Mysterio versus Ultimate Dragon. 
you can go ahead and skip forward on the WWE Network to 302. Click on that timestamp. This card also featured Hollywood Hulk Hogan challenging the Giant for the WCW World Heavyweight title. I believe this was one of the first shows, or if not the first show after uh, the heel turn. Probably. I think. And then the Outsiders faced Sting and Lex Luger as well, and Ric Flair defended the United States Championship against Eddie Guerrero. Hmm. Man, this is quite a stacked card. Oh, there's one more. Harlem Heat and Steiner Brothers for the tag titles. Wow, what a card. (sighs) Right? Just watch this in full afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's something we'll do on the show one day, too, you know? Uh, God forbid. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but anyways, we'll, we'll move on to the match now. Let's head up over to 302. I'm going to give you guys some time to catch up your WWE networks. I would actually love to do a pay-per-view. That would be fun, but that's another time. Uh, another discussion for another time. You guys got <laughs> that's it ready? time commitment right there. Yeah, that is a time commitment. Uh, you guys got your network fired up? Yep. 302. Yep, ready to go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start this match in 3, 2, 1, go. Oh, it's like outside, outside. Oh, yeah, this is like outside, outside. Oh, yeah, this is Sturgis, man. You can't fit this many. You can't, all the bikers, all of it's always outside. That, yeah. The Dragon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And Kenny posted a photo of uh, his face photoshopped on Ultimo Dragon's head with all the belts. <laughs> I would love oh, to see a little yeah. belt collector Kenny, just like Ultimate Dragon did. Hilarious. Sonny Ono. Jeez. These two are still together, right? They're still, you know, they don't appear too much, but they're still going. I've, I've, I've seen them do some indie bookings in the U.S. on, like, WrestleMania weekends. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, yeah, I heard he, he's still working, working. <laughs> yeah, like, mm-hmm. How old yeah, is he now? good. I don't know how old he is, but he's crazy. Man, I really want a cape. <laughs> you gotta add that to the entrance, dude. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do it one of these days. Bravest yeah, champion of this time. I'm definitely, definitely using a cape. God, I just love Ray's outfit. Like this is this this gear is seriously still one of my all-time favorites. Like you cannot go wrong with this color scheme, the Spider-Man inspired stuff. Because I mean, throughout his years, he's always on the comic book things. But this was just my favorite. You know, like uh, this is the when a WCW Nitro uh, the the '64 game, the Revenge. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my introduction. That was my introduction to American pro wrestling. Really? You know, and yeah, yeah. Big, uh, as a as a kid, that was my first American thing. I watched Luchadores all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in Juarez and stuff, you know. So, but this this was like my first uh, American stuff, and it was just like groundbreaking. And so I, then I see it on TV, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and some people give a lot uh, WCW a lot of shit for different reasons, but the cruiserweight division. Arguably, arguably the best thing to come out of WCW other I mean, than the NWO and the, the course of wrestling. Oh, yeah. It changed the, the course of wrestling forever because the people who were watching this growing up like became Bailey. the people who were in, yeah, and then became the people who were in ROH and in PWG. And now we see those people becoming the biggest stars in the world. It's crazy to think about that, like, domino effect, like, long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's crazy. What about the ultimate dragon here? Well, it's the first ever meeting between these two. Oh, this is their first ever match. 
Interestingly enough, earlier this year in Los Angeles. Also, did I hear uh, uh, Scavani on the uh, on the call here? Tony Skeev. Oh, you got Mike. Oh, it's Mike Mike Tanay. Oh, wow. Mike Tanay is amazing. He's still my favorite. Mike Tanay and Don West may be my favorite commentary team of all time, other than Jr. and Jim Ross. See on play by play? Oh no, there's Tony. Oh no, it's not Tony. Is that Dusty? No. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dusty's on commentary. Dusty Let's go. and Tony are on are on commentary. That's awesome. I love Dusty on commentary. With Mike as well. This is a stacked commentary team. In our profession, don't sell either man short when it comes to mat work. Knowledge of submissions cannot be overlooked. When you go from an experience standpoint, you're feeling each other out here. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't start watching wrestling until, what was it, 20... 2008? 2008? So, yeah, so I missed, like, and I've never really gone back and, and watched old older stuff from when I was either not born or or a kid and so so every time we do these these older matches it's it's great for me to see you know how we got to where we are today yeah oh, man. man you got you, you you have a lot to watch man there's a I, lot I, of good stuff I do that that was my quarantine uh my, my own like little personal project was watch like more old matches on the network and stuff and I started watching wrestling around 05 right when evolution kind of phased out and like going back and watching either WCW like this or the Attitude Era or even stuff like WrestleMania 22 was always my favorite to rewatch. But like either way, finding like looking to see how re like wrestling has evolved now that I've watched it for so long is crazy. You might have to send me if you have a list of the best things to watch. You might have to send that to me so I can. Uh, oh, I got you. Do some learning. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Dude, there's so much. There's absolutely so much. God, like. Balaam probably yeah. knows the best, so he might have to send us a little laundry <laughs> so, list of matches. It's so good, dude. Like you just you, the you, you'll you'll notice how every yeah, the revolution of wrestling does is like, it, it, it's a, it's abundantly clear, but the fundamentals never leave, and there's a reason why they stay there and why it works. And it's mm -hmm. just you know the storytelling is the is the key to every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I I wonder this, Balaam. Like musicians, sometimes they'll listen to music and they'll critique like a guitar part or the mix of it or how something sounds. When you're watching a wrestling match, are you looking at like the very? Are you stripping it all down? Or are you watching as a fan, or is it kind of a mix of both? Uh, a mix of both, but uh, the the fan in me always takes over. I um, I don't know if you ever heard how how you you, know, you start out as a fan, then you start working, uh, and like it kind of like it kills it for for a lot of people. Yeah, and, uh, I've heard that. I try my hardest to never to not let that happen because deep down inside, I'm always the fan, and so when I watch these matches, I try to break them apart. Um, but I at, the, at first, at first, I'm always the fan, and then later on, I rewatch them and I try to break them apart, so I could try to pick up a lot of these things and why they, why these great matches yeah. are great. Yeah, if you see like a cool move, have you ever have you seen a cool move and been like, oh, I want to do that in the ring, and you like study it and rewatch it? I'm just curious. Oh, without a doubt. Without if that's a, doubt. a dumb question, let me know. But uh, <laughs> no, no, without, without a doubt, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll clip it. I'll save it on my phone, and I'll be looking at it over and over again. I'm like, okay, this is the this jumping point here. Like the takes his foot off right here like the little little things and yeah you know especially with, especially with like the flying stuff 
Um, but the, it's that stuff is so hard, and uh, there's not necessarily like a designated like flying teacher here or whatever, you know. Aircraft <laughs> control. So I kind of just have to like I have to really try to just uh, I try things myself, and the only way to do that is video study. Yeah, I, I can kind of relate to that. I worked as a, a soccer scout for a little bit after I got out of college and going from watching the game as a scout and as like that being my job and then having to transition to watch it like as a fan it's a very it, it's a it's difficult I understand what you're saying it's you have to like step back and be like hey I'm not I'm not working right now I can I can step back and just kind of enjoy this yeah, like no matter what, I, I always enjoy wrestling. That's why everyone's so critical. I don't know why everyone's so critical about all these things. Like, even just the fans, like, I just, I don't understand that. Like, it's just like me, like, I love wrestling. Yeah, man. Every single aspect of it is fantastic to me. So I just always, no matter what, my the fan is always first when I'm watching. Yeah, man, I love your attitude towards the business, man. Uh, definitely something a lot of people, I think, should take notes on. I'm in that figure four too. They got the helicopters flying over and everything. Dude, it's crazy crowd over in Sturgis, man. You should see some of the pay-per-views they have over there. You gotta watch them. They're nuts. Are they a rowdy bunch? <laughs> they're all they're all shit based the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, yeah, yeah, that was a rhetorical question. I mean, you don't you don't see the blow up doll getting tossed around in the background. <laughs> That stage drop off is steep right there. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if oh they're doing any drops, but, uh, Oh, it looks like Ultimate's about to with fly, the, uh, dude. Moonsault. Our best wishes go out to him. Tuesday of this week, Liger was diagnosed with a brain tumor. We wish him a speedy... Oh, my God. I didn't even know Liger had a brain tumor at any point. I remember I, I remember hearing about it early. And then the he wrestled he for 24 retired. years. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger, one of the goats. Oh, God, one of the best. It's like a reverse torture rack. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see Ray without the tattoos. Yeah. So Ultimate Dragon's the face, uh, the heel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta be the, the evil foreigner. Dude's a world-class wrestler. <laughs> God, it's so good. I'm, it's, uh, I'm good, and that's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, people honking their cars, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Revving the engines in the background. Yeah, all the motorcycles. Oh, Heenan's on it, too. Dusty and Bobby just chirping at each other. <laughs> Oh, oh. drop kick. Love it. Oh, he's absolutely going to dive out there, isn't he? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that is a drop. Out of frame, too. Just came right into frame. 
Where's Tina um, yelling for the truck for a replay? Yeah, we gotta get another but, look at that, guys. <laughs> We're guys in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Got another shot of that. He was probably like shoot pissed than TNA. Like that probably wasn't uh, just the thing he said. He was probably mad. <laughs> that is my favorite uh, TNAism. We gotta get another look at that guys in the truck. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Mine is Kurt it. Angle ripping down the straps and shouting yeah at the top of his lungs. Nothing beats that. Perk Angle, goaded. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was like, I don't know if that's in poor taste. Ah, no, no, no. So you go to the ground there, over the top rope. You're talking 15 feet. Here we go. Oh, beautiful. How hard are those to land, I wonder? Oh, my God. I love how, like, the person who popularized that in America was, was Scott, Scott Steiner. Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought Frankenstein and Herkarana were different moves, at, like, when I started watching wrestling, and then I realized it's just an Americanized version of calling yeah. it a Herkarana. I'm like, really? Yep. <laughs> Frankensteiner. Yep. You gotta love the Steiners. Scott Steiner also invented the 450 splash. Yeah, another insane thing that he did. Scott Steiner was really on one, wasn't he? Oh, oh my god. He's fantastic. That's a character right there. Big pop up pump. I wouldn't want to rewatch any of his matches, though, I'll tell you that. Like later on. We should watch Triple H and Scott Steiner from the Royal Rumble. That would be a fun watch. Yeah. I, think I have watched that match. I think I have. Is it as bad as people I, I say it is? Uh, no comment. All right. I, I watched uh, Royal Rumble a while back where he made his, like, WWE return, I think. And yeah. he beat the shit out of uh, Chris Nowinski, the concussion guy. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Hardy. The Harvard guy. The pop for him was insane. People love him. Oof. Damn. I love me a good German suplex. Love him. So much fun. The chopper's getting loud now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Beautiful. That the moon salts that like are more snappy and have less hang time, dude. I love those. Yeah. Like Lita's. Lita's, yeah. And then the opposite would be Io Shirai, and she has a picture-perfect one as well. Did Bray use any other moves than... What, what was, like, his uh, finishing move around this time? Was it 619? Uh, um, I believe it was the... Uh, uh, that that run into the that Frankenstein into the pin. Oh, I guess I'm use that use that more than anything else. Damn. Yeah, he used to, he oh, used wow. to just pop those off. Look at that. Oh, and Ray, Ray retains that just was... like that. What a sprint of a match right there. Yeah, I, I see the influence on on the modern on the modern styles, and oh, I can yeah. see how you know if you were a kid watching this in. And 96, just being absolutely enamored with it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and to watch that match and 
pretty much see every big spot how how much like not how much it's used but you know how how, like prevalent spots like that and you know the style as we talked about all throughout the match is nowadays to kind of reflect on that that's really cool to see like you know how under the radar it was back in 96 compared to now oh yeah that was that was the start of the innovation was this time over here dude that was crazy stuff you know like not a they they brought that stack that crazy flying style over here to the states you know all the all the all the japanese wrestlers and all the mexican wrestlers brought that all the way over here and it was just something that was so cool to see all the time and i argue we're probably in the best era of wrestling match quality wise that we've ever been um, definitely the most athletic for yeah, sure athletic. These guys, like dude these guys are are doing some everybody's doing like superhuman stuff yeah absolutely Definitely. 100%. Yeah, man. Um, so, t- Balaam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is your time. This is your platform. Tell the people what you got going on and where they can find you wrestling. Uh, well, I just want to say thank you. I had a lot of fun. It was, Absolutely, uh, it was man. actually really entertaining. It was, uh, it was nice to sit back and watch some wrestling. Um, right, man. I got a lot of things. Uh, um, you'll catch me all the time um, on Twitch, uh, Rocky Mountain Pros on Twitch, uh, their, their page on there. Um, Check it out too. They, they it's, a, it's literally their own dedicated page of everything Rocky Mountain Pro, and they do everything from their past, uh, their past events to their current events, the live ones. Um, you, you'll catch them, some of the wrestlers uh, streaming some games with you guys. Like they, it's a, it's a great mm-hmm. channel. It's really entertaining to talk to all of us all the time. So definitely check that out um, for sure. And then uh, you'll see me another time wrestling, I believe is january 2nd that'll be the next one and that's going to be our pay-per-view aces wild hell yeah man where can people find the pay-per-view twitch still or twitch, where can they twitch. Order? it's a it's, it's a five or six dollar subscription monthly subscription and uh you'll get to watch uh our live events the day that it, like live like the day it happens um mm-hmm. and then if not you got to wait until they until we air it on tv which is like a few weeks out. Yeah, you guys are syndicated in Colorado, so it's a big shout to you, Balaam, popping up on screens left and right. Yeah, yeah and, we're trying and, to, man. We're just trying to do the best we can, you know, trying to get the momentum going. Hell yeah, man. We're hoping to have you in ECCW, too, in the in the new year, uh, once we get yes, the ball rolling. Wait. I'm super excited to go out there and finally, just, you know, actually meet all you guys and, yeah. you know, wrestle, and it's going to be so much fun. You're going to have to be answering to Taylor at the shows, man. <laughs> He's the GM, so... Uh, yes, that is I, true. I think you got some brownie points with him on this one, but uh, where can the people <laughs> find you on social media if they want to keep up with you? Because, dude, the clips you post on Twitter, that shit makes my day, dude. I love, yeah, I love you, seeing I you all these... Do- these these cool ass moves and you know like i know that guy you know <laughs> like no like, it's cool man. it's really cool to that. see you so know, where the, where can the people check out you just you know balling out in the ring uh so uh i put i post up a lot of clips a lot of pictures you know kind of just got to guys inside of my life and you know what i do in the wrestling ring um on twitter and in instagram that's mm-hmm. at balaam underscore for both of those and then on facebook you just catch me at balaam links um and that right there i kind of use that to do a lot more of uh engaging conversations with people and stuff you know i'll talk to you guys about training and a lot of different things on on the facebook side of everything and then you know to try to launch my stardom i do all the professional stuff on twitter and facebook and uh, instagram (laughs) hell yeah Mm -hmm. man and dude hopefully hopefully in the future we get to see you on ovw you know if all things go hopefully man i'm still waiting for i'm still waiting for the call on that draft Uh, i think praying for you brother you know yeah, I think yeah, I think COVID really uh, put a mm. took a hit with that, so it's kind of it kind of just delaying the process. So once I find out, I'll let everybody know. Hell yeah, man! Well, we're gonna be rooting you on every step of the way, Taylor. Anything you want to add before we wrap things up here? 
Where can they find uh, you? Other than uh, you know where to find me at ECCWGM for everything relating to ECCW. And if you want a bit more unfiltered, at Tay Redacted. Yes, sir. You know that's the place to go. Also, guys, if you want to talk a little bit about Mania, Roman Goldberg and a couple other things, I would love to see heel Roman just absolutely destroy Goldberg. <laughs> I would love to see Goldberg Same. destroy heel Roman. So, I mean, oh, what, 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 <laughs> well, we got no, conflicts no, of interest. I would not yeah. want Goldberg to win, but oh, I think the, I, I disagree with everyone who says that match shouldn't happen. I think it would be absolutely a farm. If, if you remember Brock Goldberg, match of the year, it would be. So much more than that. <laughs> the 2017 so, mm, I don't know, man. I what do you know, think, man? I can't do it no more. You can't do it no more? Dude. Oh, don't even get me started on what happened with The Fiend. Man. I know. Just, oh, hey, why you, why you got to bring up old stuff? Why you got to bring up old stuff? Because that's right there. It's like, really, bro? Really? Oh, yeah. man. You know, a year, like, years of work. I was just down to shitter. May, but, yeah. Of, Maybe wow. maybe we should stop the pain. You know we had it. <laughs> oh my god! I don't I don't want to I don't want to end on a bad note though. So Balaam, dude, thank you once again so much for coming on. You you were a great guest, uh, dude. Best attitude I have seen towards professional wrestling out of anybody. So positive, dude. And you know I take I'm taking some lessons on that and applying it to what I'm doing in music. I can speak to that right now. So thank you for coming on this podcast, man. Appreciate it. I really do appreciate you guys having me on, man. I actually had a lot of fun. I really did enjoy it to do this very often i feel like all i'm doing is just work 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 so this is great so thank you guys so much hell yeah man make sure you guys follow elite combat championship wrestling on twitter at x elite combat x follow me on twitter at vendellas tweets wrestling regular wrestling reviews has a twitter now you guys can go follow that at reg rest review that is the first three letters of regular first four letters of wrestling and then review you can follow that we're gonna be posting more clips on there uh, so be sure to follow that and never miss when an episode comes out. But for Balaam Links, Taylor Yates, I'm Andrew Dellis. This has been the Regular Wrestling Review. Goodbye and good night.